1: Hi, welcome to season three, episode 10 of the Next Dimension podcast, your podcast that's all about VR and in the future also some of AR. And today I'm super excited because we have super special guest Martin, also known as SweeViver. here. Martin, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you. Hello, everyone. and Hi, Tatiana.
2: (laughs) Hi, Sebastian. Uh, You're yeah, from I'm a very a... long road show, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been exhausting. I'm still, I still have a flu, so my voice is a little so. So I'm not in the best shape, but I'm going to try to. <clears throat>
1: Yeah, I'm going to try to You look good and, and you good. you also you, you sound good. So for all of you who don't know Martin Sweiviver, he is working with Pimax. He's also a YouTuber and he has basically run the whole Pimax roadshow and CES together with his teammates of course, and he has shown us the goods. <laughs> also here with yep. me, I'm so glad to have Tatiana back from Disco VR. Tatiana, how are you doing?
3: I'm doing great. Very busy, but very excited about everything that we saw at CES. I'm just so stoked about 2023 and what it will bring for VR. And just so excited to be back on on our podcast. I really miss this.
1: Perfect. Perfect. Yeah, I'm so glad to have you back. And I'm so excited to hear from you what you have to say about all the beautiful um, hardware that you tried. PS3R2, you made a video, and the XR Elite from Vive, and yeah, the Crystal 2, right? The Pants Crystal, you have ch- checked them all out, and mm-hmm. I can't, we can't wait to hear thoughts. And you know what? I have not watched your videos yet, so it, it will totally hit me. Yeah. You're, you're, um, yeah, you're, um, um, whatever you tried there, and you're, Oh, God, my English is gone. It's like 4 (laughs) a.m. in the morning here. (laughs) Yeah, good morning. Good
3: morning to you. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. Huge respect for
3: you waking up so early.
1: Yeah, right. Yeah, right. Also, the show is with me. My name is Sebastian Ang. I am the founder of Emmer TV and the host of the Next Dimension podcast. I'm here live from Taipei, Taiwan, where it is now like 4 o'clock in the morning. And we are four hours into the year of the rabbits because... Today was the Chinese New Year's Eve, and now it's Chinese Mm -hmm. New Year, so for all of you out there who are celebrating Chinese New Year, wish you a very happy Chinese New Year of the rabbit, Xin Kuala, in Chinese language. Okay, yeah, (laughs) yes, great. So for all of you out there who don't know yet about the Next Dimension podcast, this podcast is live every saturday at 9 p.m berlin 8 p.m london noon in san francisco 3 p.m new york and 4 a.m in taipei city and well it's all about vr and ar and you can also listen to us on all the podcast stations so in itunes spotify google alexa anywhere where you can find podcasts you can find us and well If you want to listen to us, you can also do so. And if you like this show, then it would be amazing if you would give us a five-star review on iTunes. Simply get out your iPad or your iPhone, find the podcast app, which is pre-installed. Find this podcast and give us a five-star review if you love what we're doing here. So today... Yeah, with, with these amazing guests with 3Viver, we're going to talk about, of course, the Pymix devices, the PyMix Crystal that I'm especially excited about. The Pymix Portal, which I am okay excited about, honestly speaking. <laughs> 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 but, 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 but in general, about um, yeah, anything uh, every all the all the interesting stories that you I, actually it's, it is a pr- pretty cool device you will tell us more about the portal as well yeah everything that you that you experienced during your roadshow and during cs and also mm-hmm. all the things uh, yeah th- that both of you um, saw during cs that is going to be amazing before we get into that first i would like to know um from Tatiana. So, Tatiana, tell us about uh, your last uh, week or month that you have not been on the show. (laughs) What did you Uh, do? You were busy going to the CES.
3: It has been quite a roller coaster (laughs) for sure, because this was my first ever uh, CES. And um, I've heard people telling me that it's going to be crazy and very exciting and so many things to see. But... It was nothing like it it was nothing like i expected every day was just filled with walking around and seeing this disney world for tech nerds (laughs) there was just so much to see and that's what i tell everyone who's asking me that we only went there to see one little niche of vr at ces right but there was so much more to see that we just didn't even have time um but yeah that was that was one of the most exhausting times for me. It's a great, great way to start the new year, just with right. a hardcore, hardcore CES pilgrimage. But now I'm keeping myself busy, just uh, working through all the materials, which is um, a huge load. But I can see that there is some interest from the VR community to see what has been presented there in IMAX, HTC, PlayStation, of course, and. And all of those things. So um, I, um, I think I feel much more like a part of this community now that I've been there. Because <laughs> almost right, never...
1: right. It's it's yes, really I, a yeah. pilgrimage that you have too. to do one time in your life for sure. <laughs> cool. Yeah. So cool.
3: so that's that's what's happening. Yeah. Really busy with that, and uh, actually, like, really glad that I'm busy with this because this is the this is the kind of stuff that I wanted to. to to work on all the all the newest innovations now i try them and i get to share them on my channel
1: how many days have you been at cs
3: uh three full days in total so i believe that there are four so i managed to get three um many people kind of left on saturday and i stayed on sunday so that was still crazier than i thought it would be i thought it would be empty on sunday nope (laughs) <laughs> and they they were telling us that the VR presence this year at CES was higher than ever than last oh, year okay. too. And I wasn't yeah, there last yeah. year, but those who have, it's like incredible because there are these three huge buildings, like stadium-sized buildings, and each one of them had something related to metaverse, VR, haptics, and all of that. Oh, okay. It's not okay. just a little. It's not just a little metaverse uh, stand. There were others too
1: oh so really okay cool
3: that. run around like when,
1: when i was there last time they had like one big hall and everything was about xr is it not anymore like this like martin well, i can wouldn't. remember like when we met in uh, las vegas it was like in the hall where pymex was nearly the whole thing was about vr right was it not like this anymore Most of it was hole. in one hall yeah
2: but uh, yeah. some of it was uh, was also in other halls it was split up a lot right of right Italian, yeah company Okay. And unfortunately, some of the companies were in private suites, like HTC, I think. So, so yeah, it's it's not all of the companies were in the main halls. But, right, but yeah, right. it was super crowded and crazy, mm-hmm. like never before.
3: Yeah.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah, I yeah, missed no, it. Was... I missed it. But yeah.
3: yeah. we missed you there too. I thought. Yeah, oh, yeah was I'll be, be.
1: I'll be back. Yeah, I, I was busy <laughs> uh, marrying, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations, man! <laughs> Thanks, man. Thanks. Marrying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was. I, I got married here in Taiwan to my wife again because we did not get married here okay. in Taiwan. We only get registered in uh, in Europe, right? So yeah, we yeah. did that here now too. Yeah. Congratulations! Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank Great you.
3: Time. The yes. bottled yes. water for you. <laughs> cheers.
1: Coffee cheers. here. <laughs> cheers. Yeah. Water as well.
3: <laughs> yeah, but that was really nice because we got to obviously I got to meet some of the creators that I've um, talked to forever online and. Right. CS is just one of those opportunities where you see everyone and you put the names to faces or the videos to real faces. And it's always great to connect and just feel like you've been friends and you've, you've, you've been hanging out all the time. Right. <laughs> and it's just one of those days that you get to meet again, even though That's it was perfect. first time seeing someone, it didn't feel like it.
1: It's great to meet those creators in real life. It's amazing. It's fantastic. Like last week, yeah, Eric was here and, and Alex and Skiva was fantastic. And I also met them in real life before. And yeah, it's just fun. It's great to meet those creators. And uh, yeah, actually, one of, the, one of the creators that I met for the very first time in my whole um, VR career was Weaver. <laughs> you were like I think you were the first person I met in real in real life, and we didn't even know each other.
0: <laughs> yeah, I know. Right? Actually, we. Yeah, you video. you knew I me. On,
2: I have that on video. Actually, I made like a two minute video with my oh, phone. I was Like, hey perfect. guys, this is MrTV. I have the still have that video. <laughs> okay, I sent cool. It to you, I think.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, some, one time. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't VR days in Amsterdam. Yep. 1995. (laughs) No, I have no idea when it was, 2000. No, it was 2017.
2: That was at the Pimax. Yes. The first time (laughs) I actually met Pimax uh, in. Ah,
1: okay. Okay. Wow. That, that's why, things that, that was, happen the, reason <laughs> yeah, that was yeah. the reason
2: I went to VRBs, just for PyMEX.
1: Yeah, me too, me too. I, I wanted to see that <laughs> unbelievable PyMEX 8KX, 8K, 8K, I couldn't 8K. believe what, what, what they were saying there, it was really yep. cool, oh my god, <laughs> yeah, I can remember <laughs> you were there, moment. yeah, it was, it was, uh, you were there, um, and then, yeah, you're making video, and you said like, hey, I'm a YouTuber too. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you until then but then I got to know you and it was pretty amazing. We yeah, had cool, like Like 2000
2: cool. subscribers or something I remember.
1: <laughs> it was like really early. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, cool. Yeah, cool. Uh, Tatiana, that was your week. There was uh, or anything else you would like to share with us?
3: Um <laughs> No, I mean, since I came back, um honestly, I, I- Probably all the content I was even putting up was about the CS or something right, that I would right. expand on the the PlayStation VR, um, and um, <laughs> just trying to balance out work, work and life. Uh, that's 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 been my struggle so far, but um, but it's been an interesting start of the of the year, definitely. So right,
1: yeah, and glad that you're back here on the show for sure. Yeah, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, Martin, so for all of you who don't know Martin, also known as Sweeweiver, he is the European marketing director of PyMex and he is the one who's getting things done at Pymex, which is great. So uh, Martin has organized and like actually put into action the Road Roadshow where people could try out the Pimax, the, the new Pimax headsets. And one of these stops was actually in Dortmund in Germany in at my headquarter. So that was really, really cool. So, um, Martin, uh, tell us, uh, how was your last week like? We're going to get to the roadshow and CS later. Just tell us now, what is your like, life like now after CES had finished?
2: Uh, I'm, t- I'm still trying to recover, actually. I'm, <laughs> I'm spending a lot of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, as I said before I still have a flu also so I'm just trying to recover from that it's, it's it, both me and Josh got it actually half of the Pimax team got like a flu after after the trip so so yeah it, it's been rough but, but yeah I'm getting better I'm spending a lot of time with my son also at home he's turning oh, two in, like in a week from now so yeah it's it's I'm doing great I think
1: <laughs> perfect when are you going to put the first Pimax on his uh, head <laughs> They
2: say we, uh, we should wait until you're seven years old with VR. Okay, okay. Yeah. Another five years. I think until Timex yeah, right. 24K is out, I think. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, no. At that time, it's oh, already web. the 68K. Break <laughs> in. <world>. Break in. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> exactly. No, I think in five years, okay, wow. Five years. That's probably
2: PyMex seventy-two k or something. Yeah,
1: right. But yeah. I think, yeah, um, yeah well, <laughs> that at that time Pymex should be really big already. I, I know that you that PyMex has grown quite quite rapidly. I can remember at the very beginning; they were just a couple of people, right? But now, yeah. how many people are actually at PyMex?
2: I don't know exactly how many it is, but it's in in Shanghai. I think it's like three four hundred employees already. Wow, I mean, we have four that factories is crazy. now. Yeah, we started with one, f- one small factory. Now we have four of them in uh, Shenzhen and uh, Shang- uh, Shanghai area. And uh, some of them are dedicated now for the Crystal and Portal. So yeah, it, it's what? happening yeah, quite a lot of things.
1: <laughs> okay, so in five <laughs> years, you have completely conquered the market and are the market leader, hopefully. Let's, That's uh, the plan. Let's make that happen. <laughs> that would be cool. <laughs> That's the well, plan. I plan. Well, I absolutely root for you guys since, uh, yeah, you. I love it that you're pushing the envelope. It's really cool. (laughs) So Thanks. it's very special. We will talk about that later. Okay. So for you now, it's more relaxing. Um, Roach has finished. CS has finished. So you are on, on a break now for a couple of weeks, or? You well, I'm not
2: work. on a break. I I, do, I have a lot of stuff to do still. I mean, I'm dressing. <laughs> boxes after... behind <laughs> of you. Yeah, there are some timebox boxes. <laughs> this is just this is just like one percent of them. It's, it's, yeah, oh, I have no. a lot of things. But I'm also spending a lot of time with the with the portals, with the crystals, oh, yeah. okay. with with all okay. of these things and doing a lot of tests, overclockings and stuff. So, yeah, I, I'm working full time, even though the Chinese uh, team is on holiday right now. Right, mm.
1: right. No. But it's good that they they have some holidays. I mean, the Chinese oh, yeah. worked very hard, right? Like, so it's good that give them a week or so to recover. Yeah, they
2: definitely need that, and especially it is, especially the yeah. especially the engineers who has been working like day and night recently, and uh, I mean the past months, and also the team which was with us in Europe and uh, United States. I mean, we I, I was. You know, really rough on them. <laughs> so they, they had to, to work pretty hard over there with, together with me and Josh and the others. So so yeah, exactly. they they need that vacation, I think.
1: Perfect. So exactly. I, by the way, <laughs> it was
3: was interesting to see how actually the interest in Pyamex kind of grew almost overnight after CES when Crystal yeah. or um, yeah was announced. Um, I remember, I think it was like only me and Sebastian (laughs) who really covered it on on our channels. There wasn't, for some reason, much traction going on. And then obviously the roadshow happened. And I'm like, guys, this is like really promising. It's great, actually.
0: It's it's great. Like
3: if they really fix those things they promised they'll fix, like it's going to be an awesome headset and then people were excited but still there wasn't much like traction going on but after ces when everyone got to try it and it was an even improved version you can see it everywhere now (laughs) people are covering it and um was brought more to the audience by other creators so it's a it's a great path like i can totally believe then a year from now the company will be so much bigger
2: yeah, unfortunately, we didn't so. get we didn't get as much media coverage as we hoped for during the European road show in the beginning, uh, back in November and early December. But but yeah, during CS it was a completely different thing. And of course, it's a much larger audience, uh, way more people from the industry itself rather than uh, enthusiasts and people from forums and stuff. But I have to say though that the people, I mean, all the impressions we've got uh, from the First European road show, which was going on for like three and a half weeks, and then the and United States Roadshow, including then CES. I mean, all of these impressions are so important, no matter who you are and what what kind of person. You know, actually, test the headsets, especially those enthusiasts and those you know high end geeks just like me I, I think those impressions are really valuable <laughs> even more valuable than right. some media i would say like like newspapers and stuff because newspapers make makes headlines of course
1: but it's it's the yeah, people they don't who understand actually use. when they when they put it on they don't know what's happening right i mean like yeah. we really know like if right. we see something's wrong then we'll see it and tell you guys right so yeah yeah cool 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 <laughs> yeah we're going to talk more about that all the good mm-hmm. roadshow stuff later and CS, yeah, so we're going to get that, to that very, very soon. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay, so let me also tell you what I was doing here in Taiwan. I was also doing a bit VR, not only VR, but also something other, some other immersive mm-hmm. things, which which caught me by surprise, I must say. So first of all, I'm slowly getting back into uh, virtual reality. Um Yeah, first I had to do lots of things here, like uh, move to the new place, to this place here, go to Ikea and (laughs) buy some stuff for the background (laughs) to make it not too boring, right? But now everything is kind of set, so I can start to do content again. And yeah, I was doing some... I started slowly with playing Beat Saber and trying out the new uh, downloadable content, like rock the rock music content i really really enjoyed it very much so i'm going to play that more and slowly getting back into actually playing vr and you know once the playstation vr 2 hits i'm going to do that even more because i'm uh, yeah i'm a big fan of streaming and then getting like feedback from the people like being able to interact with, with the people while playing something and with the quest 2 and the pico 4 that doesn't really work so well yeah, I don't have a I don't ha- I don't have a PyMix device here yet, but probably that is going to change hopefully very, very soon. That's something uh, we're working on, yes. <laughs> I don't okay. have one
3: either. Yeah. Well you know I, I was looking at my room, like, something, something's <laughs> missing there. I'm like, what, what was it? Oh, right, right.
1: Here, I know I need a very worry. N- <laughs> yeah, There's lots of space here, right? PSVR2 yep. and uh crystal. <laughs>
2: Yeah, okay, but, cool. but you have so, to promise me to to put like a VR head and then the PyMax on in every single video next to you.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I just kidding. <laughs> I, I, man, if I love the device, I will do that. You know, you know, I'm not I'm not shy to tell people if I like something. And uh, yeah, I have a good feeling about the Pimax Crystal, so I won't yeah, be shy. No, I, like I was it. just kidding. I mean. <laughs> 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 I'm going to build like one of these heads with your face on it and then put oh, the crystal yeah. on it. And put it <laughs> <There> <laughs> is you now idea. you got it. <laughs> we, now, we're now I got it. Right? <laughs> yeah, right. But but let me uh, keep telling you about my week because there was something very interesting. So being here in Taiwan is very cool because I also get to visit some um, companies. And I recently got a message from Acer you know, it's a very big um, computer company, and um, in Europe, yeah. Acer, Acer. Actually, no, Acer is Taiwanese. Acer is Taiwanese, well, and uh, and, uh, f- and they they are a worldwide company. I'm not sure if they also sell a lot to the states, but Acer is a very big company, mm-hmm. uh, compu- doing computers. And also, they had acquired the Star VR. Can you remember Star VR? But that was yeah. that was actually
2: announced quite a long ago, wasn't it?
1: Yeah, yeah, it's that's long that's, it's long time ago. Long time ago. It was the Star VR one. It's, yeah. It was not about the Star VR. And okay. this part this is a chapter closed. Now they they called Spatial Labs and they're working on something else and I got to see that. And actually they are selling it already. So, I was very surprised to see what was going on there. Actually, I went to the headquarters in Taipei and went to the spatial lab division, met the very nice people there, and they showed me very cool monitors, screens, that are completely 3D, you know, like perfect, perfect 3D. I'd seen those monitors at um, AWE, uh, and it totally blew me away at that time as well. So 3D monitors without glasses, right? So you simply look at them, um, they have some cameras, they track your eyes, and then they send the picture to your eyes, like a different picture to the two different eyes. And you can move and it still, it stays perfect 3D without wearing the glasses. So that's cool. And I'd seen something like this at AWE and and also with the high resolution and this was super high resolution, like 4K displays. But the kicker now, something that they had worked on um, secretly in the past two years is that Mm. they have built a program where they can actually um, let you play your Steam library, your favorite 2D games, and they extract the 3D out of these games and make you play <gasps> oh, them in full 3D. So cool. oh, oh, it, it was, like was so cool.
0: So, yes, it was like... so
1: I, I, played, I played God of War on a screen in perfect 3D, and it super blew my mind away. Wow. So like no Forza. glasses, nothing, That's- and no you see no no. it's it's perfect 3D. Gets It's so about the, amazing. Gets uh, me thinking
2: about the 3D Nvidia 3D Vision glasses back in the days. I mean, all yeah, those right, st- right. pancake games just turn into something completely different when the depth was there. Like, but exactly. that, of course, that was that was with glasses and stuff. But yeah, it's, exactly. it's really cool. But now
1: it's like a it's mm-hmm. like a uh, it's like a 4K screen. Super yeah. high resolution, like God of War. And and I could like turn on the 3D and turn it off with one button click. And I was like, oh, no. Oh, my yeah. god. I don't want to play 2D anymore. I, I mean, I don't play 2D anymore. Right? I play VR. <laughs> but, but this was this. I, I told them, OK, this is like a great compromise between playing like pancake games, which are not pancake anymore, Right. And and playing VR, because some games, they're simply not in VR, like God of War. And uh, with that technology, oh, it was just so good. And they had a great catalogue of games, not all games. Right. They still had to have their engineers like fine tune all the games. So what you do is you download their app and then it finds the games that you have in your uh, Steam library or in in any other um, library, also Origin or whatever, whatever. And for the supported games, you click on them and they start in perfect 3D on that screen. That sounds wow. like
3: that sounds like Vorpex has the mode where it basically has yeah. different uh, um, yeah, something like profiles this. for exactly. supported games exactly, yeah. that it turns right, a game right. into a VR game, but it exactly. also can turn a game into a 3D game on a large screen. Right. In, exactly, and the headset. Right. So, but you yes, don't yes. need a headset, Something you do
1: like glasses, you just... You don't need... It's just like, it's like wow. a super high resolution. Yeah. And it was, it blew me away. I was like, okay, wow. Yeah. And then the thing is, this is available right now. This monitor you can buy now. It's called Spatial wow. Lab View. ASUS Spatial Lab View and it costs $1,099. So it's not expensive.
2: But they do also have, at CES, I went by Acer booth the last day when we had a couple of hours, and they had a laptop with that screen, with a 3D screen, which was like super high resolution. They they just showed some like butterfly demo on it. It wasn't really any game or so, but... (laughs) I hope they're going to bring, like, gaming laptops and stuff like that. Yeah, they
1: also had a gaming laptop. They had a... um, It was called Helios 3000 Spatial Lab Edition or something. So, with a 3080 inside. And, uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm... I was intrigued cool. <laughs> to say oh, the yeah. least. So so video video about this is coming out on the channel next week and you can look forward to that.
3: Cool. Yeah. I'll
1: yeah, definitely look forward that. to that. <laughs> so
3: it's not a prototype or anything they no, are no. You can buy it already. now.
1: You can buy it now. Ooh. And it's oh yeah. I certainly hmm. want one. Yeah, cool. yeah. Okay. So, so that was pretty cool. It's good to to get a bit out of the VR bubble and to see there's also some other cool immersive stuff without the headset, without the <laughs> without the glasses.
3: That's without, how I felt see, yes. Without, with CES. <laughs> without so spoiling,
2: too, oh sorry, yeah? sorry. <laughs> no, without oh, no, spoiling no, too much. Doing... We are spoiling too much of your, I mean, of your upcoming video. But did it also yeah. support like? true 3d stuff like movies and uh, yes i mean like side by side stuff also yes
1: side by side everything that you throw in it and what they also had is like um you know artificial intelligence it's a thing right now and they have have they've built they've they've built an app and you can uh, put any kind of uh, 2d content there and it will extract from that depth information it will like by ai and you will see it in 3D. So what they True. showed me, they said, okay, Sebastian, now go to any of your videos. The best would be a video where you unbox something and hold something into the camera and watch it on this screen. And our software is going to artificially extract the 3D depth information out of it. And you will see it in 3D, okay? I popped on the Pimix Crystal video, <laughs> actually. <laughs> and I of saw course. myself on that in really, really good 3D, even though it was not captured with two cameras. And it, wow, it blew me away what they can do with that AI. It was, hmm. wow, Acer. Go have a look at Acer Spatial Lab stuff. You can buy it now. It is amazing.
2: Wow. We need that for this device, like a screen. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, imagine like cool. a, the 3DS <laughs> back in the days. Yeah, yeah,
0: right, imagine right. what
3: that can do. I mean, yeah, that's for gaming, but also making... Um, like trailers for games too, just to see how the 3D will look in VR, like a VR trailer.
1: For for example.
3: Yeah, I'm all for like 360 trailers, but uh, just the it's 3d just, trailer would
1: be even it's, it's just and and the 3d true. is not just uh, 3d as in death it doesn't just go into the screen it comes out of the screen as well it's really cool 3d just like you know it yeah. from the 3d movies like avatar <laughs> 2 or what I love yeah them. so yeah <laughs> so it's it's really cool and it's affordable thousand thousand dollars thousand one, $1 hundred dollars for that screen for that monitor true. which which even has a battery and it can run without um, without power for five hours. Yeah. OK. You see, I was very intrigued. <laughs> so cool. I, once I'm sure that this technology is going to uh, get to mainstream, <laughs> just as sure as I was about VR, is going to mainstream. But it's not so expensive. And it's just like such a huge like um, value add to have stuff in yeah. 3D. Yeah. But so that's that just good.
2: also another thing that people just need to try before they You're get right. convinced, right? Exactly. because you, exactly. you don't understand I, how, how I, I mean, tried how to capture something. it.
1: It did not work. So yeah, yeah right. Yeah, you have to really see It's hard to it. make a video of that, uh, I guess. It's impossible. <laughs> yeah, impossible. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, right. So that was cool. And then, uh, yeah, 3D, this whole week was 3D. Then I watched um, Avatar 2, which I like very much. Very nice movie. Did you watch it? I haven't seen it yet, no. Oh, yeah. It's good. You? It's, Tatiana?
3: no i haven't i haven't but if i do i do i want to watch it in 3d or something yeah, yeah. you have
1: to like, it's, yeah. it's, really yeah, it. it's it's really worth it it's
2: really beautiful like... show avatar yeah, the it's... first avatar movie was still the best 3d movie out there and i i watched yeah, right. it like four times i think and i had a 3d yeah. tv like a couple of years
1: ago so i just right i love that movie this one mm-hmm. tops that it's it's really good for sure yeah, go watch it
3: <laughs> but is it does yeah. it have a good plot at all or was it mostly just you watch it for visuals yeah, uh,
1: plot is also good for sure um but yeah it comes to both comes together it's, it's really it's really a great show yeah okay. watch it <laughs> <laughs> okay cool that were that were our weeks now we can start with um yeah with all the things that's happened in our lives, in your lives, especially since I didn't go to CS. You know what? Let's (laughs) let's get the the juicy crystal stuff and portal stuff more to the end. Let's start with... With um, the with Tatiana what what you saw, like for example, let's start with the Vive XR Elite. I want to have your both of your opinions about it. So again, mm-hmm. to reiterate, the Vive XR Elite is the new standalone headset from HTC Vive. It's going to cost thousand ninety nine dollars in the states, excluding tax. Exactly. And um, yeah, it's a standalone headset, just like the Quest 2 and the Pico 4, but in a very nice form factor, super small, I must say. And um, yeah, it has um, pancake l- lenses. It has diopter um, um, settings. And in general, it's, it's a very light headset. So um, wh- wh- what are your thoughts, uh, uh, Martin? about this have you have you checked it out have you no
2: unfortunately i was just i I was just too busy at ces and i did i had like two hours uh, the last day to just check out stuff and we were just well you have two videos
3: to watch you have two videos i know look forward to them
2: (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah Mm -hmm. i wish i had time to to test all these headsets including the psvr2 of course but uh, no unfortunately but i think it's a good idea i mean it seems to be a very potential headset it's it serves its purpose, so to say. It's just—it's not not another copy, I would say.
1: Right. I mean, right. it's not,
2: it's not yeah. another Quest Two or so.
1: Yeah. Well, like a, it kind of is, <laughs> but it's yeah. like smaller at yeah. least, right? Yeah.
2: Yeah. I mean, it's it's yeah the form factor. The yeah, yeah, form the, factor is is it's pretty good, right? Right.
3: It's uh. It's probably it's the ultimate reason why people would choose this over some other standalone PC headset would be the form factor. That's right. where they really innovated and did something different that actually might work. <laughs> actually might work.
0: Yeah.
1: You're, you're right, you're right. So um, tell us about your experiences with, with the device, um, Titiana. You have tried it, right?
3: Yes. Well, I've actually just posted a video about it. So I don't wanna spoil it just oh. too much because obviously I want people to go and watch my video, but I can give yeah, you they like will my do general. It.
1: Please, please do. No, I mean they will they will watch of it course. anyways, right? So let's let's uh, spoil spoil them.
3: I <laughs> will spoil you. a little no. bit. So please. uh first of all, I can totally understand why Sweatber didn't get to see it. HTC booth was like Probably the most isolated booth of all of them for uh, <laughs> the CES mm-hmm. because they had like a suite in a hotel that was kind of separate from uh, most of mm. the fun stuff happening at CES. So was you had to Venetia dedicate. Or? It was at not even at the Venetian. I mean, it was a hotel, Win Win Hotel,
0: mm, close okay. to the
3: Venetian. So you had to cross yeah, yeah, yeah. the. You had to walk cross the road, enter the hotel like a and it took me a whole hour testing all the demos they had there and it took me some time like to get there so there is just a time commitment to go and see htc but um but i thought that it was worth it because i was very intrigued by what they were offering so like you said some of the highlights are the and um, uh standalone and pc vr hand tracking um pass-through, RGB, full-color pass-through with depth sensor, right. which, by the way, was turned off for me. For um, me, too?
1: I didn't see any 3D, zero, in my, it in was my demo. Turned off. In my demo, I didn't exactly.
3: have it. I didn't have it, okay. too, and I don't think anybody had, or unless someone had it. Otherwise, people who are saying that it's the most amazing pass-through that I've ever seen no. are lying. Because it's I didn't not. see
1: it was just like Pico 4, the same thing for me. Yeah, exactly.
3: Exactly. Right? That's what I thought. It was very clear, yeah, right. much more clear and less fuzzy Absolutely. than uh, Quest Pro, like super Absolutely. nice. Absolutely. <sighs> but it was flat.
1: It was and, very flat.
3: And <laughs> I completely understand that it's because the depth sensor was not turned on, but don't go around and say that this is the best. Um pass through that you will ever see if you're not even going to let us experience it, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, I so, agree. I agree. So
3: yeah. So that I, was I, a bit also
1: I really hope they can make it happen with that depth sensor. Because mm-hmm. still they only mm-hmm. have one RGB picture. So they have to do some software magic to to actually make it happen. So depth sensor mm-hmm. doesn't automatically mean okay, you have 3D vision. You need two different different pictures for both eyes, right? So mm-hmm. I yes. hope I, I'm sure they could. I know Meta could make it happen for sure. I also hope that Vive can make it happen.
3: But but the <laughs> say it like this. Yeah, I, I mean, I I hope they can. I mean, they could do the clarity thing, right? And I uh, yes, actually got right like at first the first time I saw it, <laughs> I was playing Maestro VR. That was one of the demos they showed me. So Maestro is the one where is it's a musical conductor simulator where you conduct, you know, uh, you are the conductor in VR. And they added a pass-through mode to it, uh, where you turn around and you see your real environment. And I haven't realized it at first. I saw the booth and I kind of thought I'm still in the game. And that's how clear okay. it was. It, it just, it didn't have any of that fuzz at first. Like, wait, this is the booth, right? But it felt w- weird because it wasn't, like, I, I couldn't perceive the depth. That's why I'm like, this doesn't look like real life. But it also doesn't look like a game. So for a second I was confused. The clarity was the next You level. were in the
1: metaverse. <laughs> 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 that's why you were confused.
3: <laughs> yeah, Viverse. Um, yeah, so that's about the pass-through. Um, okay. what about you? So yeah, you, you you kind of I, think I watched exactly the video the too. I watched the video and I was so relieved because like whew, I'm not crazy. Because I was watching yeah. some others that were saying this is the absolute like revolutionary pass through and i'm like so i'm glad that i wasn't the only one who no no just a little bit skeptical yeah yeah so um what other demos did you try what other games did you try when you were
1: um i tried um this open open brush thing where you can paint into into the virtual reality into the reality did you try this as well
0: Mm-mm. no okay
1: no i tried I some uh, um steam vr streaming of some app where it was just like uh, you watched a scene uh, i don't know some history scene it was a bit dark I, nothing too special then i tried um uh, did you also do this the streaming the PC VR streaming
3: one game uh, oh one game
1: VR, mirage oh yeah okay no okay this one i didn't do it how was it how was oh. the streaming
3: so, um, I will tell you this. They used a, a, a laptop. <laughs> so it was
1: not good. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. Same that's, here, here for what I'm us Yeah, they had a laptop there. Exactly.
3: They had a laptop hmm. at the CES, and they connected it with Wi-Fi. Right.
1: Imagine Lots the quality that you would there. get
3: with a Wi-Fi wireless yeah, connection right. to a laptop that can never compete with like 3080, 3090. Um, Of course, Pimax had like a stepped up with that, had a really good (laughs) GPU for testing uh, um, Crystal. So that would ensure, ensure maximum quality. I know that everything I tried on Pimax wasn't higher on ultra settings. Mm -hmm. Um, With Kayak, I kind of felt like it was either low quality or medium quality. Because Mm -hmm. things were kind of blurry and not as sharp as the headset probably could show with 4K resolution. Um, So, in that sense, I was a bit disappointed that they wouldn't offer like a wired connection, something that they would come on, you paid probably hundreds of thousand dollars for this suite to show off your headset, and you can't, and, and you're okay with not showing the best it can do. Okay. I, I was a bit confused with that. But the fact yeah, that the know. wireless connection But the fact that the wireless connection was working without a lag, with a laptop, with just Wi-Fi and with all the CES interferences was actually very impressive. So okay. I did like Perfect. that. What about you?
1: All right. Um yeah, the the streaming worked. But it was not like that I would be blown away by it since I'm already used to very high um, streaming um, quality by virtual desktop and the Pico 4 and the Quest 2. So it's, it's just tough to blow me away by these kind of things. And yeah, the streaming work, they use their own streaming software, which is like, uh, I would say like capable, but it's not... It's 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 not like as good as virtual desktop. There, there was that was my first feeling, but it, it was certainly all right for the normal user. But it's it's just like the same feeling that you also had. It's not like oh wow, this is the clearest image quality ever. And yeah, they can't right because the resolution is just uh, normal. It's very mm-hmm. comparable to um, Quest and Quest Pro.
3: Yes. Right, even was. less
1: than than Pico Four. So it's tough to blow me away. So I was not blown away by the VR. I wasn't sure. blown away yeah. by the VR, but I was blown away by the form factor. So I still mm-hmm. think yes. this can become, This can yes. be, I still think this can become a very successful device for um, affluent people, affluent business people, probably they want to use it in a, in, in, in a plane on the on the plane ride to uh, to the, to Las Vegas or whatever or um, I would even put it on in a in a in the public in the Starbucks like I would yes. not put I would not put up um, a Pico 4 or a Quest Pro or a Quest. No. no no I wouldn't do it I would it's ridiculous and I also wouldn't put on a Pimax Crystal in the in Starbucks
3: but maybe you would take five months <laughs> <Fireman's>
1: portal. Five months <laughs> yes. Maybe. Everyone, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but so I, I really think that this <coughs> this can be Sorry. successful, but mm-hmm. um, it it has a very special audience. It's not the mass market audience, right? If if somebody um, from my friends ask me, hey, I want to have a standalone device and I want to play games, which one, which one can you recommend to me? And okay, if that person has a lots of money, I would probably say okay, you can look at the at the um, at the XL, XR Elite. It's a very solid headset that is very comparable to the competition, and mm. it has a nicer form factor, but it's thousand dollars more expensive. Right? Yes. What are your thoughts? Is it is that what you what you also had in mind or?
3: I, I, I think I, I agree with you completely. The form factor was the single biggest thing that excited me about it. And that was actually right. the first thing they showed me. Like, check it out. The back battery is detachable. and Yeah, this is it's cool. I, I love it.
1: Yeah, th- this is cool. This is cool stuff. This is cool mm-hmm. stuff. And, and I must say, they also made a, a correct point as in when you buy this device, you know that your data is not going to Meta and not going to ByteDance, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's it's True. not about your data. And it's actually also the same with PyMEX, right? Yeah, we're, uh, we're not collecting yeah. data. <laughs> yeah, right. So th- that is actually really something. It's a big advantage in in my personal book. And I think there's people out there who care about these kind of things. So mm-hmm.
3: so right? that that there is another win, definitely, actually. I mentioned that, but I okay. <laughs> you gave me an idea. That's for later. Um, <laughs> sure. So this, um, so the the thing about the form factor, removable battery and hot swappable battery, because at first it didn't look like but they said, yeah, there's you can, it can work for three four minutes before you need to plug it back to power. And I thought, ah, this is so great. And the the fact that it changes to little glass fa- form, like glass shape. Sort of like factor it made me think that Vive Flow was just a failed prototype of XR <laughs> totally. Elite.
1: Uh, absolutely, uh, the, the flow should been have been the XR released. Elite. Yeah, yeah, but it probably it was it was like a, a product that they needed to make the XR Elite.
3: They, it, it's like they tested it, and again, the form factor of Vive Flow was the only thing that. People yeah. liked about it, and it was still expensive. And uh, I still think yeah, I that the price it. of XR Elite is, it, it should have been lower. It's not competitive with Quest Pro for a simple reason. It's, it's literally just a simplified version of Quest Pro. You're not getting a Quest Pro for less. Cool. You're getting a simpler version. It doesn't have some very impressive things that Quest Pro has. It doesn't have local dimming. Which makes difference. Uh, I saw it when I was playing. Yeah, the colors Master are better.
1: In, the colors are better in the Quest Pro, no question. Yeah, about especially
3: it. when you see, you know, the darker colors, you can tell they're gray. They're not black. It doesn't have obviously these awesome controllers. that are self-tracking. Still uses controllers with tracking rings. It doesn't have built-in. Um, um, eye tracking, face tracking, all of that. I think maybe it has an attachment it, it's gonna have to be sold separately, and there are a few other things I can't remember right now. But basically, it's missing some of the f- functions that makes Pro kind of more elite, and that's but, why but you're honestly, paying 100 dollars okay.
1: okay, but honestly, for this, I must, I must, um, yeah, I must disagree. So honestly, I, I think if, I would, if somebody would ask me um, which of the two headsets, which would you recommend? I, I personally would rather recommend the Elite XR because first of all, it's $400 cheaper. And then mm-hmm. actually it's made for gaming. You know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the Quest Pro is not really made for gaming. You can tell it, you, you buy it for $1,500. In Europe, actually 1,800 euros. And then there's complete light bleed complete light bleed. So you have to do something about it to make it actually a viable um, VR headset to play games. Obviously, there's so many games there right now. This is absolutely an advantage of the Quest Pro. But in terms of actually the headset itself, it is gaming ready for the XR Elite, right? You you directly don't have any kind of light bleeding. Then you have the diopter that you can uh, perfectly put in, which is great. It is light. You also have a store with 100 games. You can also stream games. It is even... Yeah. I, you know, I think it's more comfortable, actually. I, I need more time with the XR Elite. But if, if, if somebody would ask me, okay, Quest Pro or Elite for gaming, I would go for the $400 cheaper XR Elite.
3: And I don't disagree sure. with you. Uh, my argument was for not for saying that it's, it's, uh, it's, it's worth buying Quest Pro rather than buying Elite. My argument was that it mm-hmm. should have been the price should have been lower, because on the on the account of they are not including the features that Quest Pro has, so it's already lower than that. To make it more competitive, you know, if they had all those features, it would have been just as expensive. So but, it's but what it's what features do I want?
1: What, what what features do I want then? From the as, as a gamer, what features from the Quest Pro do I want?
3: Better controller tracking. I haven't actually tested it enough to see how the controller tracking
1: but, works. But the controller tracking is just as good as Quest Two, so I don't think people need a three hundred dollars Quest Pro controller.
3: But people are <laughs> buying the three hundred dollar <laughs> controllers. Yeah, because it's a, because it's exclusive. a great
1: because it's a great controller. But I, I I don't think like the Quest Two controller is like so much worse, like. In my, in my playtime with the Quest 2, I never had the moment where I would think like, oh, the Quest 2 controllers suck. I, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think they are, they are great. So I don't think anyone okay. needs to pay $1,500 just to get the controllers.
3: No, no, but I was actually quite <laughs> surprised at how many people did place an order for new controllers, which are not. Cheap.
1: Yeah, because they, much these the controllers difference. are amazing. There's no question about it.
3: Controllers right? alone are the price difference between Quest Pro and XR Elite. Like just the controllers, but there's also local dimming, eye tracking, face tracking, and yeah, sure, the better the better things.
1: colors, the better colors for sure. Absolutely agree with you, but but still, I think yeah for. For that money, $1,100 is actually not so bad. The thing is just that Meta and Pico have destroyed the prices by subsidizing those headsets so much that other headset companies have a hard time to compete. Right, Martin? What do you think about that? Did you listen? Yeah. yeah, I, I did, I did. <laughs> well,
3: he was reacting. I saw <I>, his. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, well, since I haven't, uh, I've tried the Metic West Pro, but I haven't tested uh, the Elite. Uh, I mean, the Vive uh, Elite yeah. XR. Well, I would say the biggest difference is, is, is the content here.
1: I mean, the, right, the,
2: right. Meta has that. Meta sure. has the, the, that, has the big advantage. Yeah, yeah,
1: but I mean, uh, I mean the that other Meta hand, actually really like they just, Meta and and um, Pico have kind of destroyed the prices for for, they, for you know like like for um, they, they, like, they, like, like IMAX like you because then thousand thousand six hundred dollars suddenly sounds so super expensive compared to those um, four hundred dollars from the Pico Four or the Quest Two.
2: Yeah, it kind of right. like it is kind of like enterprise slash high end prices on these devices, and they, yeah, it depends on what you're looking for. I mean, for a gamer, a lot of gamers do not need more than the Quest 2 or Elite XR. Yeah. I mean, some of these features in the um, uh, MetaQuest Pro are not going to even be used by gamers at all, so I don't know what, right. wh- why w- someone would. Pay another four hundred. Was, was it four hundred dollars more? I think
1: you said four hundred dollars right? more than the elite yeah. are. Yeah,
2: I mean, obviously the controllers are better, uh, but but then again, I, I don't know. I, 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 w- I would agree with you, uh, Sebastian. I would go with the HTC yeah. uh, if I if I needed just <laughs> a gaming the thing headset. Is, I think
1: I think most people will simply just go for the Pico Four or the Quest Two or the Quest Three, right, later this year. So. I think it's just for us complete enthusiasts, crazy people who who go and buy the Quest Pro. I mean, I drove with my car to France to buy it. Yeah, yeah. I think I think a... once
2: people have realized the potential of the portal with the QLED panels, I think a lot oh, of people. Would oh, jump. okay. Yeah, we're going to get to that point. <laughs> yeah, let's see. Let's see. <laughs>
1: let's see. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, I just the thought thing is if you like, uh, wanted to. Yeah,
3: if they wanted to break into this market and really like make a splash with Quest and Pico, it, it needed to be lower. And again, I understand that they packed some features, they packed the pass through, but people like, I think, uh, your regular VR enthusiast who is new to VR wouldn't even know what pass through is. Would maybe think about these just that. experiences <laughs> exactly. that IAR. they want to be immersed. <laughs> and by the yeah. way, XR, uh, Elite does a very good job immersing you. The uh, facial interface that, you know, comes with it, it completely blocks the light. There's absolutely no light leak and you don't have to pay extra 50 or $60. And even if you do, it still doesn't block it. Like I still have the gap. Yeah. Oh, I
1: can't believe it.
3: Wow, I'm sorry. I got super (laughs) excited. So uh, in that sense, (laughs) Why not release a budget version, portable thing, where you innovate, replaceable battery, you can fold it like a glass, and it's just VR. That would, yeah, that, yeah. Between yeah. choosing between that and Quest, even Quest 2, which had a price increase. You mentioned the privacy concerns and social media. Um, um, HTC would be a no-brainer, even with the lower um, you know, number of games in yeah. the library.
1: That's true, that's true. But the thing is, and that is HTC's problem, they need to earn money. They are a company that cannot simply subsidize the shit out of those headsets like Meta and um, ByteDance can, right? They can can invest billions of dollars, Meta and and ByteDance, because they have it. But HTC, they are in a different position. They cannot do that because they are simply not such a rich company. So I can simply understand them.
2: I would say any any other company any any, I mean,
1: other, any exactly, app. Pimax, right any other company they can't do that. Yeah. Of course, HGC and Pimax would love to bring out the Crystal and the Elite XR for like five hundred dollars, but well, they would be bankrupt afterwards, yeah. right? So yeah, I understand so that's, that. I understand. That's why I kind of I kind of feel for for Vive, and I even think. Like this device feels like so high quality. Like when you hold it and you see it, like wow, they build it so nicely. You know, like the build quality is so great and it's so t- it's so tiny and small. And how they innovated on the form factor and at four thousand ninety nine dollars, that is not so crazy, honestly speaking. If you think about people paying one thousand five hundred dollars for the for the next iPhone which cannot go into VR.
3: <laughs> it's true. It, it definitely um, competes more with Quest Pro rather than, than Quest 2. And there are still people who buy Quest Pro for gaming. In that sense, they would absolutely right. win if they got um, HTC.
1: Right, right. So I wish them all the best, HTC, although um, I, I see that it's not easy for them. But I see that this could be an attractive device. I want to check it more. Hopefully, I'm going to get my hands on them. They are a couple of metro stations away from where I am right now. So HTC, if you're watching this, yeah, I'm coming <laughs> to get it <laughs> after, after Chinese New Year. So, um, yeah, exactly. So I wish them all the best for, for that. And again, I, I said it last week as well, I hope they could come up with some innovative installment plan where they would take part of that $1,400 into some two years installment plan where you pay like $40 a month and then have Viveport Infinity with all the games included and take some money out of this first investment. I still love that idea. Yeah. I, I really <laughs> hope somebody from HTC is listening to that. <laughs> that would be good. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Martin, wh- wh- what are your thoughts about, um, about standalone headsets? I know you and me, we are really like, we love that PC stuff, right? We are like the yeah. enthusiasts. Yeah. Is it still like you are 100% this guy or do you also see some future in standalone? Like the Crystal is supposed to do standalone in the future as well. So how are your thoughts about, your personal thoughts about that? Well, I, as you know me, I am a
2: PC VR enthusiast since the early days and I uh, for me, I think it's standalone is cool. I mean, it makes the whole experience more portable and accessible everywhere. But it's, it's personally it's not something for me. Uh, that that's that's my problem. I'm having a hard time to find content that actually is for me. You know, I'm playing a lot of simulators, a lot of the, those more you know hard-driven, those you know GPU demanding games, which just doesn't exist on on standalone devices. The good part about standalone is that you can also stream games from your PC wirelessly and so, but but that also limits the, the graphical fidelity and, you know, all those streaming issues. So, you know, on the Crystal, I mean, you asked about the Crystal. I see Crystal as a 90% PC VR headset, if you ask me. Yeah. Uh, okay. The standalone part, even though, it, I mean, the Pimax team might not agree with me here because some of them just <laughs> love, love the, uh, the uh, standalone part. And I would say the standalone part just came as a bonus with the Crystal since since okay. it's, we're using Snapdragon XR2, which already does the the inside-out tracking, which was like, I think it was the main reason for using the Snapdragon XR2 in the first place. So we got rid of the base stations. I mean, got rid of them, but it's not mm-hmm. necessary anymore makes the headset cheaper, makes the headset easier to set up and all that. But, um, but the standalone comes with it as it is, and it runs uh, on battery as well, So, it, which is great. It's, it's a great addition to the crystal. I don't see people really taking the crystal on a flight, you know, on a two-hour flight to, to, to watch a movie, uh, because it's a little bit more bulky than the... the <laughs> obviously... Wow. you would
1: be the total star of the show when you are in that plane with yeah. Chris. No, really? Wow,
2: they would send the TSA on me, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Okay, this guy in row three, row three. Yeah, he has no, a it, on
2: his head. It, it's cool that it exists, and I think there is a lot of potential to it, uh, especially uh, since uh, we have some proper cooling. I think a lot of what a lot of the other companies have just overlooked is the cooling of the devices when it comes to the snapdragon xr I, i'm probably not supposed to talk about it right now because it's, this is more of a portal topic i'm, I'm a lot into overclocking uh, the snapdragon xr2 right now i've done a lot of i, I spent like one and a half week now trying to overclock and do some tests and stuff and and uh, what many people don't know probably is that the xr2 have crazy amount of power above the, the power which exists with the uh, Quest 2 and then Pico 4. Right. Quest 2 is uh, still underclocked. They actually re- increased the, um, the frequencies of the GPU recently to 525 megahertz or something. Uh, stock is like stock frequencies are like almost 608 578 or something but you can go as high as like 900 940 megahertz which 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 i'm actually testing right now on both the portal and the crystal uh, and that adds another like 40 up to 50% in performance so in that yeah. regard i think crystal could really and portal by the way could really shine because we can potentially run the games at a higher resolution not only, okay,
1: but, but then you have to cool them down like aggressively, right? Which might Yeah, be- I mean, we do
2: have aggressive cooling, which is not okay. aggressive on, on, I mean, on default, right? The, the, on the crystal with the, with the latest batch. I don't have the final batch here, by the way, but um, but the pre production ones from CES, they were basically dead silent when running PCVR, at least. Uh, once you start to run the standalone uh, content and especially overclock, it of course it's it, i wouldn't say it gets loud but you can definitely hear the the wind noise from the fans uh, the fan spinning uh but it still allows you to push out so much more performance and so much more resolution and more graphical fidelity i guess which will be needed for the crystal and that's where i think uh, the crystal and the portal for that matter, shines uh, compared to the other headsets because we can actually make those games look better okay. on standalone mode. So so that's one of the wow, things. Okay. But, 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 th- but, but then again, I'm still a PC VR user. I'm, I mean, <laughs> I, I'm I not a Beat Saber guy. And I, I mean, playing like Half Life Alex or something, whatever thing they port into standalone, it will never really be the same thing as playing a, a PC VR game. Like natively, Mm.
3: you know, you made it sound a little bit like the standalone feature is almost like a bit of an afterthought, but it's not really like that because obviously supporting and maintaining and updating the library of standalone games to make it still competitive to you know with other standalone is a big commitment and a lot of work. Yeah. Have, no, has there been consideration to not do it just so that the team can focus on more of the PC VR support rather than in improving and make you know maintaining the library that is not even the main goal of the headset in the first place? Yeah,
1: I no, think no, uh, what Martin, I said, Martin, you yeah. just mentioned, right? Is that the team would probably disagree with what you you. Yeah, said. we have a yeah, we have a
2: massive team right now working on the standalone part, and I think for Robin, right. like the founder of PyMax, I think he's just completely dedicated into the standalone part right now. He he does see some crazy uh, possibilities with it, and uh, as you said, we're gonna we're gonna need to commit ourselves completely to the standalone part because it re- requires so much more from us. I mean, in terms of content compatibility, you know, all the developers that has to jump on the train with us. Uh, I mean, it, mm-hmm. definitely. But I mean, I, what I said was just from my own perspective. Right. what As as, right. as, as a as enthusiast, I'm not that super excited about the P, uh, the uh, standalone part. But I Same I think here. a lot of honestly, are, and I think yeah, and, and I think it's a great Most, addition uh, after. I mean, th- think about it. I mean, you have a great PC VR headset with crystal clear quality, and you can just disconnect the cable easily and just go to the bedroom and just watch a movie or something. And it, it, mm-hmm. it has its purpose. You don't have to play those you know, VR right. games on it. You can do a lot of other things.
0: Yeah.
2: Like on the, right, like on the right. Portal, for instance. I, I mean, I was just playing like yesterday. I was testing some Dolphin games. I mean, Dolphin Emulator. Uh, yeah, some ROMs. And you can you can just easily do that in bed or wherever, just playing with with the controllers like on a big screen in VR, and that, that's just awesome for me. As a, I'm a big okay. enthusiast of of retro gaming and the emulators, and that's just something that's the standalone. It makes it so easy. I can do that Agreed. anywhere.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. you, can, you can easily yeah. bring the headset then to friends also and show them. Okay, this is the new Pimax headset. Yeah, and yeah, I'm looking forward to that as well. Anyways, before we totally talk about the crystal and the portal. Let's talk about the PlayStation VR 2. Wow, I must say I'm so extremely excited about it. It's probably going to be one of the biggest things for VR since the Quest 2. And and the Quest 2 was really already um, getting VR more into the mainstream, but I have super, super high hopes for the PlayStation VR 2. What are your thoughts about it, Tatiana?
3: yeah absolutely that was (laughs) definitely one of the highlights of ces mostly even because of how difficult it was to even demo it you can tell that there was so much demand if people wanted to to see what that headset would look like you know how they did it they put the link and then at 8 a.m every morning you would have to click it and book your demo spot so and if if you don't know those demo spots would completely run out within the first ten seconds. Yeah. I'm not okay. like exaggerating. It yeah. would be gone by the time I'm done filling out that form. And it was a very short form. It was like my name, my mm-hmm. email, and the time. Like that's it. It's crazy. But, but you I, made it. I, I made it um and I actually made it not even uh, <laughs> because I was so good at registering. Uh, it was because I um, have a very good friend. Uh, so I'm going to promote him a little bit. and uh, his channel name is uh, Jackal Dude VR. He is just the most amazing person ever. and uh, he offered his demo spot for me. because I actually didn't get it. So it was amazing of him. Go check out, you know, his channel. And um, just, this was one of the most selfless things someone has done for me (laughs) in the VR community. And yeah, so I I wouldn't have had that experience, uh, probably, if he didn't give me that spot. So that was amazing. And um, yeah, I was blown away. I was blown away. And what...
1: Tell us more. Like last week already, Eric and Skiva were so blown away by PSVR 2. They were like raving <laughs> so crazily about it. Tell us, Tell us about the experience. So here's what, why. what blew you away? What
3: What blew you away? So here's why I was blown away. Um, the entire time I was at CES, I knew that I was going to check out mostly hardware. And most of the things that I've tried, you know, uh, uh, not Pico, the, you know, Magic Leap, Lynx, um, HTC, Pimax even, it was all demonstration of tech capabilities of the headset. Uh, Very rarely did I actually get to see impressive content that was maybe made specifically to showcase the features of the headset. So PSVR2 had the most mind-blowing content to actually show what that headset can do testing Horizon uh, Call of the Mountain on that headset was like the perfect choice, the absolute perfect choice because it literally managed to showcase probably like Mm. 95% of everything that this headset can do. do. And that's what made it. Okay. Uh, That's what made the experience
1: complete. Do you think on 22nd of February, there are going to be VR content creators who are going to stream Horizon Call of the Mountain?
3: (laughs) I mean, they would be silly not to. <laughs> but...
1: 20 seconds, it's going to be OK. Horizon, go of the mountain stream, live stream. Ah, it's going to yeah. get crazy. If we figure out, out how them. to do
3: it. Yeah, they need to figure it out right now, how to stream it from you know the TV, do some kind of capture card, just set it up right ah, now. No, I don't, no, I don't, no. don't it know. Will it will directly stream
1: from the PSVR, too. Directly into YouTube, just like but, PSVR 1.
3: Uh, Oh, okay. I've yeah. never done that. I've never streamed ah, directly. okay. <laughs>
1: it's great because it will directly show you the YouTube chat in your view, in your VR view. It's amazing. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay.
3: Well, have you pre-ordered yours? Of course. <laughs> yeah. Of course. We, I still think that it's going to be a little bit of a, a race because even though obviously everyone pre-ordered it, I don't think everyone will be get it, getting it the same day. I think that they will be shipping it and receiving it between 22nd and 28th of February. Okay. So, it's going to be yeah, interesting.
1: Might
3: be... Out of our control. Yeah. But... Okay. Yeah. I'm like
1: uh, <laughs> seven hours ahead of Europe and like uh, 15 hours ahead of the US. I could be first <laughs> if I get it. <laughs> Let's see.
3: Okay. Okay. So, I will <laughs> tell you one thing that blew me away. And again, it's yeah, Exactly. Comparison... Tell us. Tell us about it. No, I, w- I won't just tell you everything about it, because obviously you've already talked about it, but just the one thing No, I that- want to know
1: what you that- what you thought.
3: Yeah, so we know that Quest Pro has eye tracking, right? And back then when it was first released and I had this demo, uh, like the hands-on private demo where they were showing the stuff, I was blown away then by the eye tracking. But I remember very clearly that I was more impressed by the calibration process than I was by actually using it. Because the only, the only way that the eye tracking could be used right now on Quest Pro is in social apps where people can see that your eyes are moving. And it's like, right. okay, that's really cool. But there was absolutely no eye tracking integration in gaming UI and that is literally the reason why eye tracking exists in PlayStation VR2 is because you can select gaming menus by just looking at them ah, and okay. not just that but you can okay, interact cool. with yeah so like you don't have to point and click you you can i mean you can click but you can just look at the menu option and select it in the game, so not even in the like PlayStation menu, but it's already integrated in the gaming UI. Oh,
1: that's and, that's beautiful.
3: And yes, and that that felt like magic. It's like this is what this is what I wanted. I I don't really care so much about the the uh, social experiences because I can't see my own eyes. I wanted I want to see how cool it is, and and here it is. You can choose gaming menus, and there are even some games that will be uh, using that to interact with characters in the game. I I made actually another video with some of the games that will be taking advantage of uh, all the new features of the headset. And one game in particular, Tentacular, it's called, I believe. Uh, yeah, it's from Germany. Yeah, it's from Germany?
1: It's from Germany, yeah. It's a oh, German cool. uh, developer from uh, Berlin.
3: Um, that's awesome. Now, now I will yeah. know that when I play the game. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you are this giant monster with tentacles for hands, and there are little citizens that you can help them do some quests. And you can look at them, and they will kind of see that you're looking at them, and they will like, "What do you want from me?" <laughs> oh, <laughs> they yeah. will interact with you, and that they is will cool. give you some quests just because you draw their attention by looking Um, at them. And I believe Resident Evil will also have something like that because I read that eye tracking will be used there, maybe just for gaming menus like in Horizon, but maybe to interact with the environment. That's what I'm most excited about.
1: Cool. So how about the other stuff? How about the colors, for example? Since, um, yeah, you you can compare them against good colors like the Quest Pro colors. Um, How about the FOV? How about the resolution? Tell us all about this good stuff
3: um uh, again that's why horizon was the perfect game they chose for this demo i think the biggest titles are horizon and like resident evil but maybe people would be scared to try resident evil um horizon is just right to showcase those colors like that splash of vividness right in your face that first intro scene is just oh yeah that was like Lots of jaw dropping happened that day. Um, I have to say, though, the clarity was a bit better on Pyrex crystal.
1: Okay, good.
3: So <laughs> it didn't have the the best clarity. Okay, I'm canceling the PSVR2.
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, no, I was very transparent with it. I, especially, especially so that goes back to the roadshow when i saw that for the first time i was trying elite dangerous i think and there were little holograms with super tiny lines and usually you would see pixels or you would see them kind of blurring together because they're so small and they're so far away mm. and they are so close to each other but in pamax crystal i could see them clearly everything like all the little lines they were not blending together it yeah, the was amazing really like
1: jaw dropping on the crystal agreed
3: and then on um, PlayStation VR 2, I was looking at some busy objects like grass, and it would kind of blend in together. So it, it wouldn't stay 100% sharp, but only when you're paying attention to, like, very busy, like, you know, grass or some kind of vegetation. So, But, of course, I was being super... Um, uh, critical of it so I was looking for the things that would be wrong that is not to say that I didn't like the visuals in any way it was still looked amazing especially for um, the price I have the entire conversation about why PlayStation VR 2 is not overpriced <laughs> that was a big deal for me who says that's I, wanted to. I they're, they're, lots of people and I just they got will buy taken part of it Yes, uh, so for, for what you're paying and what you're getting, amazing. And uh, the one thing I noticed, and I know that other creators noticed it too, uh, was that little bit of a fuzz that looks like a screen door effect. And I figured out later on that it could be something called mura.
1: Mura, okay.
3: And it's something. You well, also the PlayStation VR One has PlayStation, it. Has it quite but a lot? Much stronger. It, it's okay. much stronger on PlayStation okay. VR one. You can still notice it. You can't notice it on other hats. It's like Varjo, Aero or Pimax Crystal. Um, but it, I kind of, again, I stopped noticing it after just a couple of minutes just because I stopped looking for it. Right. Uh, it's Only something you get if, used if to if there's very like a,
1: one area with the same color like everything is black or everything is yes. blue, then you would see more anomalies. Bright,
3: bright colors, yeah, because it's it moves like with your face. It's kind of like a little dust right. on the screen. Right, right. Um, like if you don't windshield. know what it is, yeah. If you don't know what it is, if you've never even tried VR, it's going to be your first year experience. You would be like, I guess this is what VR looks like. That's okay. <laughs> um, but I've noticed that it's just a PS VR kind of thing. So those were the... Um, the only visual oh no those are not the only visual um complaints i had the eye tracking actually sucks (laughs) (laughs) no do you just want me to say how awesome it is
1: (laughs) no 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 i I want to i absolutely want to know your experience with it so go ahead Um, i really want to know
3: um well basically just like with a quest pro eye tracking needs to be calibrated right And it very much depends on the position of the headset on your face. So it needs to be in the right position. Your eye tracking is being calibrated. And foveated rendering works perfectly. Uh, But what happens if you remove a headset and then put it back on?
1: Okay, so you you have to calibrate again. I
2: guess you should be able to recalibrate it automatically. That's one of the Toby features. I mean, Toby, uh, Crystal will be using the same eye tracking as uh, PSVR2. It's Toby. And uh, they have like different modes for this, uh, for the calibration. Either you do that once uh, manually, like you click on a button, or you simply, it it simply does that every time you basically put on the headset and it just does that silently without notifying you.
3: Yeah, well, what they told me, because at the beginning, I calibrated my eye tracking and I was kind of um, um, standing there waiting for the game to start. And he said, look around. And I, for some reason, I just like removed it a little bit to look around. But I did notice that the pass through had already turned on. So he meant in VR, but I had removed it just for like half a second. And he's like, oh, no, 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 no. Put it back on. Put it back on. You're going to mess up the eye calibration i thought okay so i put it back on and it it could uh, be
2: that the psvr only had that has that mode currently i mean just like the one time one time calibration then you have to redo it manually again if you want to
3: yeah yeah. so when i asked him about that little like not fuzz but the the blurring some kind of blurry edges um you know, with the grass and stuff. He said it could be because you removed the headset. I thought, okay, so every single time you remove it, do you have to go through the calibration again? Because it takes like a good 30 seconds. Uh, I wouldn't think so. So I wasn't sure if he was just making, using that in his, as an excuse to explain why image isn't perfect, even though it's okay if it's not perfect. Like. But, but, but where uh, was the image in, not
1: perfect? Like uh, um, in the center of the image or was it in the peripheral area or anywhere or what was this no, no. Um, area? It's just was
3: the, not... the, those just the little of a blurriness that I saw, you know, that the the, the uh, grass blades weren't 100% sharp. If there were too many objects in the same place, they would kind of blend in a little bit. But foveator yeah. rendering was working fine. So honestly, I just thought that He just wanted to use that as an explanation why it's not. I don't Uh, know, Uh, but but that kind of made me freaked out. I want to test it more.
2: Yeah, it may be the fact that you tried the crystal before and then you went to the PSVR booth and yeah, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I'm just guessing. I mean,
3: yeah, and it's fine, and it's completely fine. He didn't have to. He was just like, oh well, you know, we don't know. Everybody perceives it differently. I don't think it was the eye tracking issue. I think he was just trying to. Define yeah. a way of like are oh it, that's right. other that it would be yeah. perfect if you didn't do that thing. <laughs> I don't yeah. think. So. I mean, obviously could, could
2: the also... PSVR does have like thirty percent lower resolution. It's basically like the HP Reverb resolution per eye, which is good. Which is good. Yeah, definitely.
1: It also could be the. It could be um, an art style of the game, right? It, who knows if these grass roots that you saw if they really mm-hmm. are meant to be uh, perfectly sharp. Could so, be, yeah. Could,
2: yeah, could also be the fact that the game was not running at the full resolution, which is exactly basically, exactly which most of the time it's not on, on the consoles because they're not powerful enough to to drive the, the headset. I especially mean, especially if lots of things the, are
1: going on, probably it was not full yeah. resolution.
3: Either but way, need to check it out when we are, yeah, when, when we receive these, um, this is what just one more thing to test, you know, set up by collaboration, remove the headset because. What if someone's in the room? What if you need to take a glass of water, answer the phone, go to the restroom, whatever, and then you get back? And what happens with eye tracking then? Yeah, normally uh,
1: you shouldn't have to like redo everything again. Probably you can set it up. Like on on the arrow, you could set that up, for example. Like, do you always want to do the eye calibration again? Right? Mm -hmm. If you take it off, off and then you just click on no, and then you're good whenever you. You, you did it once right so yep. yeah probably you can set it up mm-hmm. yeah okay okay cool yeah good to know also what you saw there um but yeah. overall you were, you were still impressed um oh, yeah. how about the the colors were good right obviously it's all oh, yeah yeah how about, no. how about the fov
3: oh um pretty good i was i uh, was in i liked the what is it called? The binoc- binocular overlap?
1: Binocular overlap, okay. I,
3: I think it was really good, and just like with crystal, I don't know why I was comparing it to crystal so much, but that's a good thing, because, you know, the best clarity, really good FOV. I think the uh, like the vertical FOV was really good, too, which I've noticed, for me, might be even more important than horizontal, because if it's just like a little bit, it looks yeah. like you're looking yeah, totally. through a tunnel, but it had like really opened up, Kind of almost looked like a circle the entire thing um i liked it a lot so with horizon i gotta be honest i don't play a lot of vr games lately and i might be just getting a little bit tired of low polygons and kind of mobile looking games uh, <laughs> horizon is the first game in, that made me excited in a while like a
1: real game like finally not a mobile I'm, XR2 game, yes.
3: I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just excited to jump in. I've, it's been a while since I've just played something for fun, not to make content. This, I'm mm, gonna play it just for fun.
1: Same here, exactly. Okay, cool. Oh my goodness, I'm so looking forward to it. Martin, <laughs> are you looking forward to the PSVR2?
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, usually I'm a PC VR guy, but uh, and there's not, I, I, I. I I used to not get excited about new VR headsets for PC VR because most of the time, Pimax is already ahead with the resolutions and all that. But but when it comes to uh, consoles and specifically PC VR too, I'm super excited about it. Actually, uh, I do not have a PS uh, PS5 right now, uh, oh, but no. I will definitely buy it together with the PS VR too uh, because not not because of the technology itself which you already pointed out it's it's not it's not being like the front leading technology but but the content i think the what i saw i I went by the um uh, playstation or sony booth at cs the last day uh, I had no time or I had no time slot to actually try it, but I, I was just standing there looking at the monitors when some other people were playing, and I w- was just blown away by the horizon. Uh, I think it's just just that game is just worth to buy that headset for. It just looked amazing, even on the screen. I was just imagining how good it's going to look in VR. And then we have like, I'm a big fan of Resident Evil, which is also going to be there o- on launch, and, and also, what's it called? Gran Turismo or the, CD, the
1: yeah. That, yeah, it's, right.
2: that's also really cool. I mean, those exactly. those are AAA titles all of them. Uh, so that's the big strength of
1: uh, of Sony PlayStation VR2. Right. Right. The content. I have one yeah. more question for you Tatiana. So, how about the lenses? They are not pancake lenses. Now we're getting used to pancake lenses, right? The the lenses of the Quest Pro are so good. Same with the Pico 4 and yeah, the XR Elite as well. So, how about the Fresnel lenses? Did they strike you as giving you lots of God rays? Um, did you see um, the HS Clarity lacking as compared to the headsets that we like now? Tell us about the Fresnel lenses. Did did that somehow strike I you was negatively? Trying,
3: I, was, I was trying to see if I would notice any God ray, uh, rays or anything, but that was just yeah i was just blown away by the colors and of speaking of the clarity maybe that was what made the grass look a little bit strange but uh no there's there's really not much i can say about it like the visuals okay. just looked amazing you wouldn't
1: okay, good. you
3: wouldn't immediately go oh <laughs> okay,
1: good. Oh, okay good. Suck.
3: i wish yeah, they I'm... were i wish they were pancake okay. no but you're just okay. like this is amazing. okay
1: because that's, a, that's the last thing that I'm like holding out for to be blown away in a negative okay. way because like I'm so used now to the clarity of the pancake, right? I'm using the Pico 4 most of the time. It's like, okay, mm. it's good. So, yeah. yeah. Also like mm. the, the, the crystal was <laughs> so crystal clear. So yes, it's just yes. like so, it's tough to go back to Fresnel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's,
3: it's, it's not the best clarity you've ever seen in VR but okay. it's yeah pretty dang good <laughs> okay. it's okay. good I enough not wait. to be
1: um, one more yeah. month one more month to go and then we're going to have the psvr2 so you haven't so, demoed uh, it yet i have not i haven't demoed it yet mm-hmm. no not yet so i will be surprised then on 22nd mm-hmm. <laughs> martin are you going you to are really you go, yeah i have a good feeling too martin are you going to get the ps5 then now
2: yeah, as I said, I'm going to get both of them, PS5 and the PSVR okay. 2, for sure. Perfect. Just just because of the content. I think a lot of these games will You're not right. be available exactly. for PC, PC anyway for a right. while, at least for the, for the next two years or so. So definitely, definitely. Exciting. Finally,
1: we're going to get back into gaming. Yeah, cool. Yeah. PSVR 2, I think all of us are super excited for it. And probably even more people will get to enjoy VR in a fantastic way. You know, we had to start with um, Gear VR or something, right? Or, or PSVR 1, which was also not bad, actually. But now these people, these lucky young people, <laughs> they, they get to yep. play PSVR 2 for the first time, VR, and wow, they will be blown away. It's going to be amazing. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. PSVR 2, one month to go. So, that was the PSVR topic and now finally many of us have been waiting for the Pymix Crystal deep dive and also to he- hear more about the portal. First of all, Martin, congratulations for making this amazing roadshow obviously with your teammates which also have been like working so hard on it and I met them it was super nice to meet them Thank you. and and um, yeah, also congrats on the CS where you also showed off all of the good stuff. So tell us how was everything? Tell us about this super exciting time and super tough time. I think because I've seen you in Dortmund, Germany, for a couple of days, and you were working so hard with your teammates there.
2: Yeah, <laughs> was it the same on the whole trip? It was the same from day one until the last day. <laughs> oh, of the oh, US, oh my definitely. god! Oh my god! Yeah, That's you know, crazy, it's, man. It, those trips never turns. Uh, I mean, they're ne- never like seamless. There are always things going wrong, and there are so many things that you have to take care of, and then you you know rescheduling stuff. It is, so, yeah, but it was a blast uh, from day one already. I mean, we started this uh, road show in Europe uh, mid-November in Berlin and then over at you in Dortmund and then in the Netherlands in two locations, including VR Days. And uh, all of the impressions we've got were just crazy positive. Um, I mean, I was expecting positive impressions, but I wasn't expecting like 99.5% percent of all the people actually being blown away more or less by mm. the crystal which which was a, like which kind of gave me more energy to to go through this long journey of course it's it's always easier when you see that people are happy with the demos i mean we we spend months to prepare all this uh not only me but the entire team in shanghai and also people in the united states like kevin and the others so so yeah, it's, it's it was a great adventure. Really, uh, it took a lot of energy, but it was so worth it. And wow, CES also. I mean, it was as Tatiana said earlier. The CES was more crowded than ever. Well, uh, we I think we scanned like two thousand something badges, and that was like <laughs> maybe like twenty wow. percent of all the people that actually went to our booth. So I wouldn't be surprised if there were like ten thousand people in our booth during those four days. Uh, it was just insane especially the first three days or maybe the first two days were just so hectic and and crazy also i don't know if many of you know about this but we had a really nice booth this time which was yeah large and spacious it looked so good yeah it was very cozy also a lot of people were just hanging out there especially when it was not too crowded people just could just hang out there and uh, talk with us and test those uh, samples a little bit more in detail and Including a lot of YouTubers. Also, we had so many YouTubers uh, coming by us, not only at CS but also on the road shows, and that was great. Uh, so yeah, I don't know how to sum this up. Shortly, I could talk about this for like an hour, but was, it was crazy, cool, what, what and was, nice and fun what was, to see.
1: What was the best uh, memory from the road show? I mean, you've you've had so many um, yeah people that you met and so many um, experiences. Uh, what sticks in your, your- <laughs> <laughs> I think,
2: yeah, I think I, there was a moment <laughs> ah, made... when when I, when I turned on Beat Saber at CES, which I wasn't even allowed oh, to FTS. do that. Yeah, at CES, I turned on Beat Saber just exclusively for Tatiana, so she had like five oh, minutes cool. or 30, <laughs> with yeah, the crystal yeah. and, and those crystal controllers. Uh, so yeah, uh, I think that, that was one of the highlights for sure. I, wow. I saw her dancing also, which was really cool. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Busted some moves, I expert.
1: That yep. sounds really cool. Yeah, fantastic.
2: No, but there were yeah. so many memories. I mean, that was crazy. I, I love the I love the road. I mean, the the meetup at yours at your MRT
1: headquarters. That was I loved the it too, held. man. It was it was really fun to meet you again, and also yeah, the team and yeah, yeah. was a great was a great event.
2: Yeah, it it was a hectic, you saw it. I mean, it was blood <laughs> well, sweat you guys and tears. were hairs.
1: working it was unbelievable. Yeah, it was we four like in the morning you guys were working. Yeah. yeah, we were sleeping like
2: 3 hours a night, but, but but it's it's still fun after all. You get new energy every day, especially when you meet new people, all those enthusiasts, uh, all those people who are like some people who have been using Pimax for years, other people who have never even seen a Pimax, they just come by and they just get blown away and you you know, you, and some of the the people I still still today I learn a lot of from, from these people like flight flight simulator enthusiasts you know and uh, yeah it, it's it, those trips are just amazing I think I, I think Pimax is kind of unique when it comes to this we do those road shows like every n- mm-hmm. like nobody else we we kind of get together with those individuals with we you know people like you and me people like anyone out right. there. Uh, not only on conventions, but also like on small events, like in in, in like in at your office or at, right. in Berlin or even Hauda in Netherlands, which is kind of like a small city in Netherlands. Which is, I think, it's, that's very powerful. And from from our side, it's very. Uh, I mean, we're so thankful to getting to get all that feedback. Um, we we got to know some issues we didn't even know existed i mean from you and from some other people like with the optical um, right. diopter problem and that would we would probably not even notice or address this problem without without all the people at these yeah, road you, shows you,
1: you really you really get that feedback on these road yeah. shows which is of course cool cool so very intense time is behind oh, yeah. you. And uh, great that you get all these memories. And I'm glad for you that it's finally finished and you can relax a bit. So now let's yep. get into the hardware, like our favorite stuff, our favorite hobby, VR hardware. So the Pimax Crystal, I must say, it really excites me. So I was already before when, when Pimax started, I was excited about this Pimax 5K and 8K because you guys were like pushing the limits. Right, it was it was something special, and yeah. I liked it. But it was not for everyone, right? Not everyone could enjoy these white FOVs. There were some optical flaws that simply not everyone could enjoy it. I have the feeling that now for this new um, generation of Primax headsets, it's a bit different. It seems like mm-hmm. to be like optics that anyone can enjoy because it seems like optically it's just um, yeah. Uh, better could you um, could you comment on this
2: yeah i mean the uh the aspheric lenses we use right now with the crystal are just amazing compared to to what we've achieved before i mean this is something that robin and the team has been working on for like two two and a half years now spent like crazy amount of money to to develop these lenses or to to get them to, to make them a possibility. I mean, there are other companies who are doing similar things like Extol and, I mean, the engineers, but, you know, we're trying to bring this to home consumers, to gamers, which wasn't possible before. Uh, the, the, uh, the Aspheric lenses just brings out that clarity, which which we were, were not able to to, to get on, the, on our previous headsets. And uh, together with the uh, local dimming and the QLED, QLED, right. Uh, panels uh, it's just mind-blowing I would say so th- f- yeah, <laughs> yeah so let's
1: talk about let's talk about um, the device for all of the people who are listening to this podcast or watching it and have never known about the Prime's Crystal so it's a uh, headset that basically ticks all the boxes of the VR enthusiast when I first heard about the device I thought you guys are crazy <laughs> right. I, I really thought like like most of the people thought, like, are you kidding us? Is this is this a joke? Because yeah. like y- you kind of promised everything. It's a standalone headset, but it's also a PC VR headset that can do um, wireless streaming with Wi-Fi 6 e but also with YGig if you want. Right. Yeah. And it has this super high resolution of 2880 by 2880 QLED, but it also has local dimming for the perfect blacks. Then, of course, it also has um, eye tracking, right? So you could probably do foveal rendering in the future. And it has, of course, automatic IPD adjustment with motors that will work. And then you don't need any base stations anymore because, of course, it also has inside-out tracking and like uh, yeah, like the standalone XR2 that does the inside-out tracking. But yeah. if you still want the lighthouse, <laughs> if you prefer that, you can simply take... The lighthouse, um, how do you call it? Sleeve or faceplate? Lighthouse plate? sleeve,
0: this thing. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly that. And then you simply, slap, you simply slap it in front of this. And yeah. then you have a lighthouse headset. And then you can use your lighthouse controllers if you need that perfect tracking. Yep. And well, since and it's a standalone. hot swappable
3: battery, too.
1: It has a hot swappable battery, of course, right? So you can simply exchange the batteries <laughs> if you want to play longer. So basically, it has everything that the enthusiast wants, and that will set you back, including a battery, $1,600. Okay, that sounds pretty amazing. (laughs) Tatiana, would you agree? I mean, what are your thoughts about it, about this uh, value proposition?
3: I was watching that and I think like my jaw was dropping lower and lower. Yeah, but that the, was, of what? course, before I saw your presentation on PyMX portal where my jaw probably is, like broke yeah, the floor and exactly. Just dropped Exactly. You're going to get floor. to that
1: later. Exactly. Yeah. yeah.
3: But I remember clearly when I was listening to that and I was seeing all these impressive comparisons that you put like, here's the pixel density on uh, crystal, and then here is I think involve index and htc and some other hats. So I'm like, where is Warrior Era? Where is Cross Pro? <laughs> those you two know, that like really clear. And then and then I went to the road show and literally both of those us were there. I'm like, oh holy moly, like yeah. they're literally like showing it. Uh, yeah, but during the presentation, that's when I thought, okay, they are full of it. They are so full of it. They are not I, like... Sure. Yeah, they, they're, not, they're not for real. They're not for real. And then I totally forgot
1: to mention, exactly, swappable lenses. So if you want uh-huh. some better lens in the future or down the road, somebody comes up with some cool new lenses, yes, you can simply swap them. So I just thought, like, oh, no, I, I can't believe this is happening. And from the German <laughs> community, they were also like, no, 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 that's not going to happen. But then... Well, you came around to my studio and you actually showed me the device and it worked and it was absolutely the best visual quality that I'd ever seen in a headset. And I must say, I have seen them all. I have seen them all and it was absolutely fantastic. Um, it was not perfect yet, right? I, I, I couldn't get to try the controllers. It was too early for that and I couldn't see wireless, but I saw... PCVR VR, and that worked really well. But I did find the flaw and other people also with a diopter problem, right? But this is something yeah. that you know now and that you have changed, you have solved. That's
2: already addressed, yeah. We, we okay, did a, a, a minor, uh, yeah. We realized that long after, even at CES, we had a couple of units where that issue was not corrected, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, that's okay. why we had some people... Very few, actually, but including uh, at least one YouTuber, I think. uh, That was uh, sadly it's Bradley or Brad Lynch. And he mentioned that problem still. And uh, we realized that after CES that we still had a couple of those units. uh, which where the the wrong lenses. Basically, yeah, it's not the wrong lenses. It's just basically the distance between the The lens and the... Got it. it, It's kind of like 2 point something millimeters in distance, which was off. Uh, which we fixed already back in the European Roadshow, like temporarily, and that was okay. already fixed in the factory. But those units we got from this for CES were not corrected. Ah, okay. At least Too some bad. of them were not corrected. So yeah, th- that was a bummer. Actually, that was that was our fault, and yeah, we learned from that mistake. So. Okay, but that's definitely yeah. fixed up on the final units, which
1: are which are being manufactured right now. Cool, yes. I can't wait to try it. So, yeah, yeah. I was really um, shocked that actually. <laughs> Like it works, like like you, you really yeah. are working on that headset, and not not just working on it. You had been working on it for years, and now yeah. it's like finished. So yeah. wow, I must honestly tell you, Martin, I th- I honestly think that this is the the one Pimax headset which could really give your company the breakthrough, because the yeah. other headsets they were okay, they were a bit fiddly, and some people liked it after. They um, dealt with it a bit and probably they could go and they could accept some compromises of some distortions and stuff. But for this, I absolutely see that this can be a commercial success because you don't have these kind of optical compromises. What what is your thought on that?
2: Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. And I mean, I'm not saying this because I work for Primax, but I I, I must say that when it comes to clarity and when it comes to visual Presentation of the VR image. I don't think we have much of a competition right now in the industry with, with the Crystal. Uh, and Tatiana, do you actually mention something about those, uh, you know, comparison images between Crystal and the other headsets? Yeah. The reason why we never added uh, Vario Arrow or the HP Reverb G Two was. Because I made those through the lens photos and I I don't have any of those headsets. That's what I realized because
3: Quest Pro was literally not, probably not even announced before you, uh, you know, when you recorded that, I assume you recorded it like uh, before. So I'm like, okay, it was, it literally just came out. But, uh, but Vario was, you know, I was like, well, they didn't listen for a while.
2: Yeah, so that's why during the European Roadshow and the American or United States Roadshow, we brought a Vario Aero and the HP Reverb G2 and some Pimax 8KXs and some other various headsets just for comparison. And, you know, I was, you know, personally, you know, I was a little bit nervous what people would say uh, when we made those direct comparisons. We set up like two PCs with identical configurations. I thought
1: that was so cool that you did that, actually. Yeah, yeah really, really do the cool. AB comparison. That was really cool. Very
3: cool that you did. That very con- like radiated confidence, confidence.
1: from you. <laughs> Indeed.
2: I, I mean I, I must admit I wasn't 100% sure what people would think, but once I saw it was <laughs> a good one, idea. <laughs> yeah, because it, here's the thing, I don't own a Vari Arrow. Uh, I have tested it a couple of times before, but that was all. So but now when I got the chance to set up those pieces before, you know, before all the visitors started to arrive. And I was like, "Holy shit! Okay, this looks better. This is the crystal is better." And basically, every single person said the same thing. And we were we weren't really fishing for it, you know. We were like, "Hey, tell us what you think." You know, it's like A, A and B comparison, and all of them were just like, oh, yeah. "Wow, the crystal yeah. is better than the Vario." They weren't expecting that either.
3: Yeah, and not only in terms trying... of field
2: of view. Yeah, oh, sorry. sorry,
3: sorry, yeah, because you weren't trying to trick people who don't maybe know much about their headsets by comparing um, Crystal to, like, a three-year-old headset. No,
0: you know? no of course. Like, yeah.
3: You were literally showing the newest and the greatest um, without hiding. Well, you know, we did maybe... also
2: compare it against the 8KX, which is basically a three-year-old headset by now. I mean, since ever since the launch, or two and a half years or something like that. But, but that's our own previous generation, but yeah, in terms of other brands, of course, we want to compare the Crystal against those, you know, the, the best thing you can get right now. Uh, and, and I guess that the Vario is still like the benchmark of uh, VR headsets. It's a great headset Crystal. as well.
0: For
2: it sure. is. I mean, when it comes to sharpness and clarity, it's great. Uh, but then you put them side by side and then you realize like, wow, it can even get better. Uh, I wouldn't say like... The local gaming
1: is so cool.
2: The local dimming. Yes, uh, pers- personally, I would say the local dimming is the it. number one feature of the crystal and and portal. By the way, on the, uh, it's it's crazy how much better the image gets together with those uh, aspheric lenses. It's completely transformed. I could even go with a you know like a, with a much lower resolution just to get those that that those colors, the blacks, and the contrast ratio. Um, you know, this brought me back to those days when I had the Samsung Odyssey uh, with the OLED panels and the True Blacks yes. when I was playing Skyrim it's, it's VR, you know. It's amazing. Yeah, and so, I just love yeah. the blacks in Skyrim in the dark environment. And now, I, you know, finally I saw that again, but with a much higher resolution, which is yeah. just insane, I think. That's that's a lot of people. A lot of people overlook this uh, the the, the QLAD technology and the local dimming which Crystal has. Uh, they they just tend to look at the resolution and the you know the specifications on paper. But once you see the QLAD, you realize it, it is basically OLED, more or less. I mean, it looks, it's not OLED. Yeah.
1: The colors were so good, and the blacks. Yeah, and, the, and it's also cool that you could like turn it on and off just to show yeah, us yeah. the difference. Like yeah, okay, yeah, this is the typical um, grayish black that you normally see, right? And then yeah. boom, here is the here yeah. is the um, di- local dimming one.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I
2: mean it's easy. We actually requested that, or I actually requested that from the team to be able to do those to, to be able to turn it off on and off awesome. because it's fully possible to do that in real time. Uh, same thing on the portal; it's still not in, in, uh, added, but you can turn off the local dimming uh, on the portals as well, and. There might be occasions when you actually want to turn off the local dimming for some reason, I guess, but I would say it's more of more of a comparison thing that you want to see the the real because you know when you especially at CES and those big conventions where people just jump into a headset, they're like, okay, this looks great, but they never really they tend to you easily forget what you saw like ten minutes ago. You don't really get the feel, you know, you get easily spoiled and you get used to something pretty fast. But once Very you easily. go back to something which is worse or like the previous generation or something, it's that's where you realize how good <laughs> exactly. The I mean it's I mean, see exactly. so much, it's starts
3: blending in sometimes. Like I saw probably like seven different headsets within an hour or something. So sometimes yeah. you just have to work really hard to capture that image in your memory to compare yeah. it, it can be really hard.
2: Yeah, I mean, we had so many people at the road especially especially in the European road show, which all all of them were using the HP Reverb G two, and they loved it. They're like, "Oh, my G two, my G 2 like, Oh, cool, that's great. I mean, it's a great headset. I yeah, I never I had know, it. I, I had the first. <laughs> yeah, of course, but it's then they great, just yeah. saw the crystal and it's like, holy crap, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's not. It's better. It's... Yeah, and it's not only the resolution here. It's it's the also lenses, the field of view, HH the clarity. Lenses. And of course the Q, QLAD and the local limbing, which is a plays a big role here.
1: I want it. No. <laughs>
3: yeah. You're
2: gonna get it. You're oh
1: my both god. Get it oh, god. oh
3: my goodness. That is oh the most goodness. anticipated headset for me. I mean, other is, than PlayStation VR, which is like a yeah. console. I I'm looking forward to that more than HTC. I mean they're different. They they have such different like focus, right? HTC is the form factor. But then a crystal is like, OK, you just want to have the best possible visuals ever. Better than HDC, better than PlayStation. Like, just give me the best. So how can you not yeah. be excited about something like that?
2: Yeah, definitely. So what... And also the, the 42 PPD lenses, by the way, which we haven't even mentioned here, uh, the, the the lenses which gives you another like seven extra pixels per degree, uh, they're still in, in the works. I mean, they're still not finished. Uh, they're, they're fine-tuning, especially, I mean, the lenses are more or less finished, but, but the uh, distortion profiles for it is still in the works. And it was not perfect at CS when people tried it, but it, that, that was also just on another level. I think it's just beyond, the, 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 you, you can definitely, there's no way you can ever see any kind of screen door effect or pixel you know, yeah, pixelization so or any kind of jagged edges on any kind of thin line uh with those lenses and a lot of uh, some people like brad lynch and some other youtubers uh, were like oh well i don't like these but well you get them for free use them or don't it's just like up to you if you don't want to use the 42 ppd then just leave them in the box it's just completely mm. up to you
1: it's crazy that they are yeah. also in the box for the, f- I mean, I, I really think that this yeah. price is not—it's not so super expensive for this. What you get, if everything—if everything really works. when well, I—I haven't seen the Wi-Fi yet and all the standalone stuff, and i, I haven't even seen the controllers yet. Hyper optics so, cable too. Right. Yep. So yeah, yep. that's cool. That's really cool. Yeah, but is it going to things. be two batteries or one? Because I think in in my interview, um, uh, the the CEO said one battery, but on your website it says two. So Do I well, asked
3: uh, you; told me two.
2: You know, that morning you had that interview. I was actually I, I woke up a little bit later, <laughs> 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 and I, I I didn't join that uh, that that live stream. But yeah, I was a little bit surprised myself that, that it was all of a sudden it was one battery. Oh, nice. That's still in in discussion. I don't know. I don't, I don't okay. know if it's hundred percent confirmed yet. Uh, okay. I would say personally, I think it's. Uh, Obviously, thing obvious thing we should go with two batteries.
1: Two would uh, be better, uh, right? Well, hot, because hot swap. Because of the hot swap, <laughs> yes, and it's, it's also better. the fact, too... and also
2: the yeah, and also the fact that it takes around one and a half two hours to charge the battery, which which yeah. can be done externally with the adapter included. So so you can basically hot swap them to charge the other one, and then you know swap them in between. You can just go on all day long uh, with two batteries so uh, mm-hmm. yeah i i really hope we we reconsider that uh, but i'm not 100 percent. and Thanks on the other hand i don't 100%. think those batteries will be super expensive either i, I don't think it's okay. gonna be I, I don't know the price of them yet but right. that's something right. two batteries is a must i would say
1: e- either way that would be better that would be great yeah so yeah, I, uh, I just saw the question um in the chat what do you need to run this? So on the roadshow in Dortmund, we had like those beast machines, uh, 40, 90, blah, blah, blah. That was fun. Yeah. That was fun. I had to send them back, unfortunately. That was great. But they were good. So what do? You, what is the, the minimum, the real minimum GPU that you would say, okay, you can enjoy? You can really, really enjoy the Crystal. Uh,
2: I would say... I'm going to be completely honest here. Don't go for anything below 3070. Oh, uh, even so
3: 70 is okay. 30, cool. Yeah,
2: 30, 3070 is still okay. You can still play Half-Life, Alex games like that. You you probably won't get the best frame rate in Microsoft Flight Simulator or or some of these more demanding Aether Core's like Competition. You know those simulators, but but. A 3070 is very capable of uh, running the crystal in, in those, you know, the, the average VR game. Then, of course, you can fine tune that. You, the, the beauty of the crystal, which wasn't really the beauty of the 8KX, is that you can run the crystal even on a slightly lower resolution and it's still going to look amazingly sharp.
0: Oh, for okay, some cool.
2: reason, I don't know if the algorithm has completely changed or something. They, For sure it has, but. I don't know what they did, but they did something because I, w- I was testing the, the, the crystal at the resolution of like 2,500 times 2,000 something like that, which is below the native resolution, including the uh, over, overhead for, for the distortion profiles. And it still looks super, super sharp. So mm-hmm. just because you buy a crystal doesn't mean that you really have to run it in a native resolution the screen door okay. effect will still be gone because of the panels of course the, the panel resolution the game resolution itself either you can compensate that with some taa or you know anti aliasing or some some other filters in game so a 3070 is 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 a minimum uh, okay. you could probably go even lower but i wouldn't recommend that if you really want to enjoy games in 90 or especially 120 frames per second which which i okay. think is the, the, the new norm Right, but uh, right. at, at CES, we had no 4090s running at CES. Uh, we had one forty ninety graphic card at CES, but it, for some reason we struggled with that card in two different pieces we, we tested. It probably just got too beaten up during the entire roadshow. So <laughs> I don't know if it's broken or something. But so we ended up using 13090, uh, two pieces worth 3080s, and one of the pieces worth 3070. And okay. all of them performed perfectly and um, so so yeah i wouldn't say that 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 you don't need a 4090 to play around with the crystal Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm not going to comment about the 12k yet i mean when it comes to performances so obviously that's going to that's a headset that's going to require more of your pc but crystal no that's not a problem and of course it all depends on what
1: you play of course we have a question here um, from Scott Grant. Does Crystal run forever with a cable and one battery?
2: That's the that's the goal. Yes, that's the, what it's supposed to do. Yeah, right now, or do, do you mean in PCVR mode, right? In PCVR that, mode, obviously. Yeah. Yes, right. Yes, right. Uh, I don't know how far the uh, the Shanghai team has come or the engineer has come in the. Um, uh, in the final batch of these units, uh, but it's supposed to be running with the cable only and and one battery. But I don't know uh, because during the roadshow during the CES uh, we didn't have the final cable. We were using the 8KX cable or the same right. cable that the 8KX and the 8K Plus are using, which did not provide enough of power to the to the headsets. So we had to swap the battery like every three or three and a half hours. I think we swapped swept the batteries two times on each headset during an entire day at CES so that brings me to believe it's like three, four hours of, of gameplay on, on, but, but still that's not how it's supposed to be and I totally assume it's, it's, that's going to be fixed like very soon with a with new cable um, but then I'm, I'm not updated about that topic 100% so I'm not sure if that's the case right now but obviously, it's okay. it's what it's supposed to, how it's supposed to be eventually.
1: Okay, great. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I see some interest in the chat. Like Norman before said, okay, because of this interview here, he just paid the thirty dollars to reserve the crystal. So yeah, yeah. Cool. 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 Congrats, great. man. You're gonna love it. And he and he also <laughs> says he asks. Um, are you going to um, make controllers that track themselves like the Quest Pro? Mm-hmm. I suppose. I suppose no, right? This. this is uh... Maybe, but, <laughs> but on the other hand, why? I I don't see the yeah. purpose of it.
2: I mean, something I do miss with these controllers is like finger tracking. But if you really, really need that, you can still use your. Uh... Uh, Valve Index controllers, uh, and that faceplate you get for like 100 bucks if you're a Pimax, uh, former Pimax user, or 200 bucks or so if you just buy it for the first time, uh, buy a Pimax for the first time. So so I I don't think we should focus too much on the controllers. Uh, And that's why I'm super happy that we went with the Qualcomm uh, reference design for the controllers, which is uh, basically the same controller as the Oculus Quest. And it okay. just works. It just, it just it works. doesn't have to do. Exactly. Yeah, you, you and, don't uh, need to
3: reinvent reinvent the wheel too if it works. It right, works, that's what right. I would
2: say. Yeah, we spend a lot of time and a lot of efforts on on our own uh, sword controllers, which eventually didn't turn out as we were hoping for, because of the struggles with thumbstick and stuff. And it just it was. I guess it was a little bit of a waste of time. And I don't. I, th- I think we learned from that mistake. <laughs> Yeah, so it's it's better that we keep uh, focusing on the you know pushing the limits with the headsets. We also have the twelve K, of course, in development, which is like priority number one. Right, as soon as the the, the crystal is launched, and we we got we gotta finish the twelve K, of course, to get that out as well. So it, there's way more important things to take care of rather than new controllers. Got
3: it. I've got, got it. a question, um, if I may. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Scene, Go ahead. I tried the controllers, and you know, thanks to you, I even managed to try the Beat Saber, and um, it was better than what you know Kevin was kind of describing to me. And he, the team wouldn't even let me try the controllers when I came to the roadshow, and this time I could play games like you know the the flight, some kind of a flight sim game. So it worked perfectly fine it only didn't work if you were like a competitive beat saver player where accuracy is everything so i did the ultimate test and um it was not 100 percent. and i think either you or kevin said that the controllers at the time at the ces were already about 80 percent
2: yeah yeah that's How,
3: correct. has there been any progress since then or is it still something that you're planning to complete within the next month or two
2: I, uh, the progress which is made right now it's on the software side. The hardware itself is finished already they're already in mass production right now, so that that's not the problem. It's about the algorithms and the improvements of the of the software firmware slash firmware part, which is basically being improved every day. I mean the diff the, we saw the big difference between the the controller tracking Nov back in November and then in December and then in January at cs. Back in November at VR, uh, VR Berlin, we we showed the controllers for like two days and then we stopped. All of a sudden, we just didn't demo the controllers anymore because we, we had so many issues with it, with the software and connection with them, you know, the pairing. Everything was just uh, screwed up at that point. But then a couple of weeks later, it, all of that just worked. And now at CES, people were just playing just like normally without any problems.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep.
2: Having that said, it's still not perfect, but they are really working hard on that part to, to finish it up because it's we know how important it is. Uh, and what okay, is the so... battery
3: life currently on it? Is it still two, about two hours or is it more?
2: No, no, no. The battery uh, the battery on the controller is supposed to be between four, four and a half hours uh, of, of battery life. Uh, the two hours was back on the roadshows. They, they had a new algorithm put in or... Some new firmware with some new algorithm stuff, which basically doubled the battery life. And that was already set for CS. It was actually, it was amazing. We never really ran out of battery at CS with the controllers. We only had like four pairs uh, of these hundred uh, percent updated working controllers, and they all worked fine during the entire show for four days, and they never ran out of battery. We were, of course, we were charging them from time to time, right? But but the battery life was really good. I would say at least four hours of, of constant usage, basically.
1: Okay. okay. So, so about the, the controllers as well. So you're using that Qualcomm reference model. So it means yeah. basically out of the box, this model is not so good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 right. I mean, like if it was, then you wouldn't have just 80% right now.
2: No, I mean the hardware itself is is is, is perfect but but, but it's yeah. the software implementation. But we're doing something you have to remember that Panix is doing something no, no other company has done uh, so far. We're, okay. we're we're using standalone kind of standalone uh, controllers for PC VR natively. We're not streaming this. We're basically ah, taking this okay. the the that this makes sense. The it's different. tracking data through the Snapdragon processor. The
1: okay. Yeah.
2: So we have okay, to completely... totally
1: get it. It's totally different.
2: Yeah. I mean, Oculus haven't done this. We haven't just ripped off Oculus and, you know, t- taken their algorithms. We had to make our own algorithms from start to okay. make all that work. To hold, the whole pipeline has to be rewritten completely to, to get that working with PC VR for the standalone parts that that's that's probably easier because there uh, Qualcomm can help us much more because obviously that's what the controllers were made for in the first place standalone vr interesting uh, yeah so so yeah it's uh, i would guess we're like 85 90% in by now now of course we have the okay. chinese uh, holiday uh, for for another 7 10 days or so so yeah it's everything is on, basically on hold right now but But I know the team was working hard until, like, Friday night. um, uh, Was it yesterday? Uh, They they were, like, they they refused to stop working before they, they, you know, went on vacations. I know they're completely dedicated into finishing. Much respect
3: to your team. If anything, you are such hard workers.
2: Thank you. I mean, you know, I'm in those uh, chat groups, you know. We have, like, a communication channel with all those groups with engineers and stuff. And I see photos all the time, and they're, like, I think they were there until like midnight, just still working on Friday night. Um, I mean, there at midnight um, in Ch- yeah. in Shanghai, and uh, you know, all of them were there, like including Robin. Because you have to remember, like Robin, the C. I mean, the founder of this company is there all the time with them. It's just not. It's not like a couple of engineers working on something. The entire team is there, basically trying to make sure that everything runs as it is as it's supposed to. If it doesn't, they're trying to fix it, and you know, it's just. It, complete dedication right now. Because we have a deadline. I mean, we, we, we're promising people to start to ship these control, uh, these headsets and controllers, the whole crystal package, uh, sometime right after uh, Chinese New Year, which is going to happen because we are already producing them. Um, so, so yeah, we have to just make all that to work as good as possible it's never going to be perfect no don't expect things to work 100% at launch because it never does it never it it's never still did with, it's not only Pymix, it's vr yeah. i mean look at quest uh, i mean look at look at pico for anything it's never going to be 100% yeah, right. perfect it's uh, always
1: yeah, something. right right and, always gets better and better after firmware updates that's for sure
2: indeed indeed as long as the f- hardware is is as good as as good as it can be, then right. the, the problem is just minimized by, by just doing some small OTA or over there updates or just normal firmware updates, which will fix it. Same thing for the <laughs> eye all... tracking. I mean, we still haven't demoed the eye tracking for, for in public, yeah. right? Uh, because right. of uh, the, the struggles and the, the, the short small delays and stuff. I don't know the whole story about uh, you know why it's delayed and so. Uh, but Toby is working really hard on, 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 the, on the features, and there are like four different features. It's, the, it's not only the auto IPD, it's also the DFR, it's, it's an eye blinking gesture thing, and then some, some, some fourth feature. So there are like four features that are going to be ready at launch. As soon as we get the firmware, it's going to just work with the hardware, which is already inside of those headsets.
1: But I think the Toby engineers are not working until midnight in Sweden. (laughs) That's not not right
2: now. (laughs) Probably not right now. And and they also, I mean, they're humans as well, and they have their uh, (laughs) Christmas vacation and holidays for uh, at least two weeks and so. So I think Toby is a fantastic company,
1: though super, super professional and really great. One of the best VR companies. Absolutely, right, so. absolutely. And
2: I'm so happy to be able to work with them. That, that PyMix is actually working with Toby uh, this time uh, with the eye tracking because that gives us so much more possibilities and also way better support and better hardware in general when it comes to eye tracking uh, and, and software support and software updates, which, which I really believe Toby can uh, yeah, make some great things with. Cool, cool.
3: Can you remind us of the launch date of Crystal?
1: Just well, to, the, I just the, want to ask, yeah, when, when, are they com- when are they going out? Because, well, I had the interview with uh, the CEO and with Kevin, right? And they said, like, the first 200 devices are going out in this month, in January, end of January. So is it happening? You know, that, that's
2: a little bit confusing to me because I what I heard, I, I, I know Kevin said that to me as well, but I heard something else, which was right after the Chinese uh, New Year celebration or holiday. Uh, and I know that a very small or a small batch is going first in, in domestic in China. Uh, and then like a part of the first batch or like the entire second batch is going to U- Europe and the United States going to be split up depending on you know, the order of uh, pre-orders and so, but I would say after Chinese New Year, some like okay, a week yeah. after or no, something. Nothing. They're, they're no, definitely... nothing
1: happens. Anyways, you're right. I so... don't
2: know. I, I mean, I've seen, I, I have photos of like hundreds, of, like big boxes of Crystals being ready at the factory of, of two of these okay. factories, I think, and uh, I've seen the manufacture line thing, even some videos of it, which I'm not even not able to show. I'm not allowed to show all that, but but it's uh, but there pictures. there are many of them made already, like in the hundreds and hundreds, I think. So um, it's it's I think it's all about the fact that the Shanghai team has to get back to get back to work after the holiday, and then things will wrap up. So um, okay. So yeah, I don't have. Yeah, it's somewhere here in February, in the early February. Um, Nice. Let's say a week after. Let's let's say in two weeks from now or something. Will will the
3: loaners also be uh, included in that first batch?
2: Uh, Sorry, uh, didn't catch you. Which ones?
3: The loaner units or test units? Uh, Will they be also included in that first batch?
2: That's what I, yeah, that's what I've been opting for. Uh, we also have uh, not only, I mean, we have a lot of KOLs, like YouTubers. We also have 15 testers that are going to, uh, we already have decided which testers. And so uh, they're going to get their headsets. And I think we have at least like 20 or 25 YouTubers that are going to get them, including mm-hmm. you guys, of course. And that's going to wow. be pretty early in, in February as well. I mean, that, that's our goal. Uh, wow. We want to get those out.
0: And It's going to happen.
1: Yeah, okay, they, so what what is yeah. going to reach me earlier, the crystal or the, PSVR2? <laughs> P- <perhaps laughs> the PSVR two? Perhaps the perhaps the crystal. Oh my goodness, this yeah. is going to be exciting! We'll see. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, in
2: the end, it's it's all about which is better, right?
1: <laughs> yeah, well, they they are really two different beasts. They're you know, the two I'm, different things. I'm yeah. sure I'm going to love the PSVR two yeah. for the content and all the good stuff. Yeah. and the crystal, I will, I will love it probably most probably for. Yeah, for the PC VR enthusiast, um, super yeah. highest resolution, everything.
3: Yeah. 100%. So, so yeah, exactly. no. I'm looking forward yeah. to both of them, like for different yeah. reasons, but with equal excitement.
1: Exactly. Exactly. So how about the, the modules? Like we have the faceplate that you showed us, which which um, seems to be working great, right? You showed it yeah. at CS, which yeah. I had not... The, and um, yeah, it's... The- okay. Great. Weights, um, I, I put
2: it on a scale today. It's like 68 grams. So that's nothing. It's just. It feels like a piece of plastic. Wow. It's a small. So chip you slap it on, and, and then it's inside. just the
1: Steam VR headset, and everything is working already.
2: Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess Tatiana can testify that it worked.
3: Yeah,
1: yeah. How was how <laughs> Tatiana? Exactly. I have not. I have not really asked you about your experience.
3: Did I try the Steam VR though? I I'm think you did. You.
1: you did play the uh, Half Life
2: Alex as well. The Half Life Alex station was did with. Not... The...
3: Did I? Oh, okay. I'm trying to remember because that was with the 42 PPD. <laughs>
2: No, nope. that was on the right side of the, uh, I mean, the, the, the flight simulator was on the left side and then the uh, Half-Life Alex. was on the right side. I did not
3: try that. I think uh, I didn't try that. I think I spent like over an hour in your booth because we were talking about so many things and taking know, pictures and <laughs> trying it. And I think I just had to like leave at some point. That's the one thing I didn't get to try. I was okay, at the okay. left side of the station. So I was trying the, the again, one of the yeah. flight sims and the Beat Saber one. And then I tried the forty-two bpd yeah. that's the only thing I didn't get to try, actually.
2: Yeah, I must say the, the, the faceplate or the the front front plate for the lighthouse. It, it just works. I would say it's just like okay, playing perfect. any other headset with. Uh, even I mean Brad Lynch, uh, the I've heard good Yeah, yeah, and also. Uh, what is it called again? Geez. Uh, Thrill, Thrill Seeker. Thrill Seeker. Uh, yeah. Many other YouTubers, all of them, just said it just works that, like any other Lighthouse uh, okay. VR headset. Okay. Perfect. perfect. There, just, there, there were no flaws detected at all.
1: Um, OK, was, that's, that's great I mean, to hear.
2: I have one unit here as well. I've been testing uh, from day to day here, and it, it works. Um, and when, when,
1: when can we buy it?
2: That's a good question. Uh, I think it, that's going to be something that's going to be announced right after Chinese New Year. That we're going to okay, announce so very soon. accessories. Yeah, I don't want to. You know, I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to. You know, make up any kind of dates or any kind of give You're you right. any kind of. of but yeah, well, it's a great,
1: it's a great information that we will hear about it soon, and that's actually works. Yeah. That's that's already fair yeah. enough. Exactly.
2: I mean, we how have like, other accessories such as the WAGIG module. We have. I, so I just want to ask, how about
1: the how about the WAGIG module? That's also something that's interesting. Is it working yeah.
2: or? Is It, it is working. Uh, I've only seen it working in 90 hertz so far, and uh, we were supposed to actually show it at CES, but then it turned out that the. I don't know. It's digital. Yeah, interference, occlusion or something just just completely screwed it up. Uh, CES is a very special place for things like that. There's like millions of different radio waves and stuff going around. Yeah, I do that. Uh, so, I guess, so,
3: yeah. That's why I was quite impressed with, you know, when HTC managed to pull off the wireless thing, maybe it saved them that they were in the hotel and not like in the heart of the action. But yeah, completely yeah. understand. And it's good that you like still had, you know, the wired, ensure that you have the highest quality. So... Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, I mean, that's the
2: power of, yeah, I mean, native PC VR with the cable will always be the number one thing still, I would say, even even though we have WiGIG and we have Wi-Fi 6E and, you know, all those streaming possibilities. Uh, and YGIG will be a great solution for sure, although it, it is a little bit limited with the bandwidth, so we, we won't be able to play on the crystal in 160 hertz and native resolution on right. the YGIG, of course. That's obvious. I mean, there's there's no bandwidth for that. Uh, so if you really want to strive for the best image quality and resolution, of course, you, you want to go with the cable. But YGIG does work, uh, but it's still... I would say that's one of those accessories that will need another one or two months until that's fine tuned. And so, especially in the firmwares, and uh, there are still some minor issues I've seen and some other issues I've I've heard from from the Shanghai team that they have encountered. So,
1: okay. So, how about it's it's not easy.
2: I mean, there are companies who've been working on those YGeek solutions for like years. uh, And it's, yeah. It's, so, it's it's good, but it's not perfect yet.
3: And do you already have the price point for the Waikik module and the lighthouse? I think you said around a hundred to U.S. dollars for the lighthouse. Or
2: I remember, did didn't we ask you what you think about the price and what the price would be? I remember, we actually, I think we asked you.
3: That was not <laughs> that, for the that's... not for the lighthouse. I think that was for the wireless thing. And I said. Um, yeah, yeah, I really love balled you.
2: Are you like $50 because or something? Not. Like, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> oh, well, no. you always shoot for a lower and then you negotiate.
2: <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. That's, that's, that's how a businesswoman does it, right? No, uh, the, the Lighthouse uh, front plate, I think it's going to be 199 if you okay, are okay. not a Pimex uh, owner. That, that's what I remember from, from previous announcements. Uh, and some internal information but I think it's going to be cheaper if you either if you are a Pimax, uh owner since before or if you pre-ordered yeah d- d- don't d- let, let, let's wait until the Chinese New year is over and then we'll get all the right. information cleared out. I don't want to say, I don't want to promise anything wrong here and then get blamed for it afterwards. So.
1: Okay, that so, makes but, sense. I have another question about wireless. Um, so but you don't need that WiGIG module. You could still use your Wi-Fi 6, right? You use your Wi-Fi. Does it also work already?
2: The Wi-Fi 6E uh, wireless will take more time, I think. I think the first thing we're okay. going to see is the WiGIG module being... I mean, the Wi-Fi okay, 6E really? is already okay. built in, but but the implementation, the software implementation, it's, it's going to need yet. some more time. Yeah, okay, it's, got it. Yeah, and that also going to limit the uh, the quality as well more than the ygig does That uh, there's some technical right. difficulties with that without technology okay. so i mean that interf- interface so uh, yeah if, okay, if you really want some to go, time
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah i think for me for me for anyways for me it's more about the cable and the best quality that's for me what what the device is about but still, yeah, it would be great I mean you to said hear. you
2: said in the beginning, yeah, you said in the beginning that crystal is just the f- maybe the first pimax headset that can actually you know blew away the entire industry and I, I totally agree, but we have to focus on the main the fundamental parts first to get them 100% right, like the image quality, uh, those things with the cable and the eye tracking, so all those things are 100% or at least 95 percent. Uh, and then we can, you know, start to focus on, on the, ex, the extra modules and accessories. I mean, I think that we have to prioritize. We, it, it, you know, remember, it Pimex sense. is still a company which is, it's, we're not Sony, we're not Microsoft. We right. were still quite a small team. And I mean, in comparis, comparison with, with, with many other companies, even HTC is way bigger than us. So, of course, we have to limit... We have a lot I mean, of different
1: teams working on different parts. But it makes sense. Yeah. So SimRacingJunkies.com be... says, for me, this is a good wired device for sim racing. And I th- I believe many people, many sim racers and sim flyers, they will just think like this and use the cable. Makes sense.
2: Yeah, there, there's no reason to, to play wirelessly at all if you're just going to sit down and play for eight right. hours, Microsoft Flight Simulator or whatever. It just doesn't make any sense. So, of course, of course. But I, I think we can this time we can actually target a way bigger audience than than just enthusiasts. Um, yeah,
1: I, mean, I have something. a good feeling about it. Yeah. Really have it. You too, Tatiana, right? So I think yeah, they yeah, have yeah. a winner there. They really have something. They have a winner now. They can make it I, happen now.
3: I specifically asked Kevin about uh, setting up these this headset for playing different games and whether it also requires special profiles and very individual approach to setting up each game which was a pain and required a more, more higher um level knowledge of you know tech that, like KX. and I think both you and Kevin said that you swap one kind of setting works for all games flawlessly yeah, yeah. and that that is that was i think the biggest um turn off point for me with 8k x just how how hard it was to make it work and um with that gone it has much higher chances now of becoming this uh, really exciting device for all not just for enthusiasts
2: yeah i mean there's no need to have different profiles for every single game game although there is a big advantage if that works, uh, which was intended to work with the PyMEX VR experience, uh, something me and Armin uh, coded like one, two years ago. Uh, that At that time, we, the plan was to have every single VR game having its own cloud profile with settings. Once you launch a game through the PyMEX uh, VR experience, it automatically changes all the settings for optimal quality or optimal performance, depending on what you prefer. Uh, mm-hmm. But that project is a little bit, you know, on hold right now. I'm to experience since like more than a year ago uh, because of many reasons. Uh, and, but the, I, as far as I know, we're going to continue on this project pretty soon again, uh, this spring and summer. So, so there is, there is going to be an option to have cloud-based profiles and stuff like that uh, on the, for the Crystal for PC VR games. But it's definitely not necessary. But on the other mm-hmm. hand, you ha- we have to still remember that this is a PC VR headset, which is high-end after all, high resolution, uh, high demands, pretty high, de- high demands on the, on the graphic card, of course. So, of course, there will always be, to a certain degree, there will always be some setting management you, you'll have to do. I mean, if you play Beat Saber, it basically doesn't matter what settings you have, it's still going to run pretty fine. But then you turn on the Microsoft Flight Simulator and then at that point you realize that you're going to have to spend like an hour, not only with the PyMix headset, it's probably going to be like two minutes to set up, but the game itself to optimize it for that high resolution, for the optimal quality, for the optimal experience, of course that's going to take time. Uh, Every single PC VR headset is like that, just just like the Vario Aero. Uh, I mean, just because the Vario Aero has a it has a nice interface i mean the the vario what is it called uh vario home no it's called something base vario base right the software for right. vario i mean just because that looks slick and all that it doesn't mean that the headset is plug and play it's far from that because it's still a pc VR headset you still have to change settings to adapt it to your graphic card unless you you run like the 4090 overclocked then you can Maybe get away with one setting for all games, but you still gonna have to tinker a little bit to get the optimal performance, and that's that's something that most I think PC VR users are already used by now. Ever since the HTC Vive days or right. Oculus Rift days, we always had to change some settings to optimize. Um, I agree, but it's no longer a, you know a big hassle to set up things, uh, and that, that's what we're you know targeting for we want to be able to do it almost a plug and play experience at least it's never going to be plug and play on a pc it's never going to be it's the same thing if you just play on a monitor on on your pc if you play like um i don't know what any kind of gpu demanding game uh you're still going to have to go through the settings for, for like 10 minutes or so to really get that running perfectly on your pc until you're satisfied and
1: Right, can, it's, it's really normal for PC VR, and that's why yeah. so many people are looking forward for PSVR two, where it's not like this. But you mm-hmm. know, like if you want if you want more, then then you have to go to PC VR. It's totally fine, right? Every one, yeah. the thing that they like but, best. Yeah. But
3: it sounded yeah. a lot less overwhelming um, than the settings that you would have to do at like 8Kx. Okay. So that you know will. Um, pretty much be a good news for, for new users.
2: You know, right. here's here's the thing with 8 kx the 8K X and the other uh, wide field, ultra wide field of view headsets like the 5K Super, the 8K Plus, and the, the previous generation. Uh, the uh, parallel projection setting uh, on and off. It was, you know, when you turn it on, you basically lost like 20%, 20, even 30% of your performance because you had to render like 25% extra pixels uh, in total, which was a massive uh, performance hog, so to say. Now with the crystal, when you're turning on, a lot of people are actually asking about this, so I may just answer
1: this. Just while what I, I ask about the candid displays, right? Tell yeah, they,
2: they are still candid, but they're not as candid. And the parallel projection adds just like 3% more pixels or something, okay, which is perfect. nothing. Uh, a couple of hundred more pixels or something, uh, which is uh, really, you won't notice that on the performance side. Uh, I've done so many testings with this. Uh, I, I'm not going to tell you the exact resolution the ratios between the parallel projection on and off, but it's basically like you can completely, you, you could potentially just turn on parallel projection and leave it on like that forever and never touch it because it okay, makes cool. basically no difference in performance wise. And then it also plays all games. Um, Perfect.
1: So how, how strongly are those displays, can it?
2: Uh oh good question. Five percent or something. It's it's way less yeah. than than the eight uh, KX was or, or the previous okay. generation of
1: headsets. So uh, I can remember I think- oh my light just went off. Yeah, it's a battery. <laughs> so we're talking for since two hours and uh, thirty minutes. So um oh, you're running out of battery. <laughs> yeah, yeah, this is just running out of battery. Is, These all hot swappable. <laughs> no, I think you might see my think
3: inter- you might see mine turn go off soon too, because it's yeah. been going on of a <laughs> lot.
1: Are
2: you all running on batteries? What's <laughs> yeah. wrong with you? Yeah, 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 what right. You
1: know,
3: who is cables across the room.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, the, 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 the index, the valve index is also a bit canted, actually. That's what I heard. Yeah. But a little bit only. So, yeah. probably, so that's probably then comparable.
2: Yeah, obviously. and here's the thing. Nobody's really talking about the power projection on valve index because it's always on. It's always enabled. And right. it's even though it reduces the performance by, maybe by 3 or 5%, it's something that most people don't care about or don't even know about. And that's where we're going to do this. We are doing the same thing with the crystal. Uh, if you really need those extra 2 3% in performance, you can turn off power projection, but it's really not required. It, you gain basically nothing from, from doing that. So. So just leave parallel projection on and it's going to work fine. I and mean, it's going to provide you the same clarity, same image and sharpness and all that.
1: Okay. Wow. Well, I think a lot of people are also very excited now mm-hmm. about the crystal. Not just... Uh, Tatiana Indeed. and me and uh, Marnie, that's amazing. We all got So we are very, very much looking forward to it. I'm super looking forward to try it out and to tell people what I think about it. So that's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. We also, I also read some questions, obviously about the 12K, which is even like more, more FOV, more, more than the crystal. Yeah. How is that going? Uh, it's going
2: well. Uh, the biggest hurdle right now is the eye tracking implementation of the 12K, in the 12K. Uh, it's obviously, it's, uh, it's uh, Tobii eye tracking as well. And that's where uh, the most work is done right now. Uh, the lenses are still being fine-tuned, but that's not the big problem, the same thing with the panels. There's still some uh, small adjustments made to the distortion profiles. And there were a couple of YouTubers, I think including Tatiana, which uh, did try a headset, which more or less is based on the twelve K lenses. More or less, it's not really one hundred percent twelve K lenses, but it's more or less like that, uh, providing a field of view of around two hundred degrees horizontally. So, so, okay, cool. The twelve K will need more time you you didn't see tatiana you didn't see the 12k that was not the 12k that's that was something uh, else that's um, what told. <laughs> yeah that that's was what a prototype of something else but but anyway uh, i
0: signed nda to... and everything I'm more
1: more headsets are coming oh my goodness <laughs> <I> don't, <laughs> don't know, do I too do. many
2: please please I, don't I, I, do that, too
1: many i didn't Just say that like one
2: or two. <laughs> i didn't say that it was just an in-house sample of, of okay. something which 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 is very close to the 12k uh kind of but not the, not the same yeah anyway um so so yeah it's not that far off but i wouldn't expect the 12k to be out until like late summer or something that that that's to, to just just to be just okay. to, I, don't, I don't want to give people too much hopes and i don't want to disappoint anyone uh i mean I. All I can say is that the 12K is coming. It's really in works. It does really exist. It exists. And, uh, That's
3: all I yeah. can say. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure that it exists.
2: Right, but but it's uh, it, it's it's gonna take uh, a few more months until until we see the daylight of it. So as soon as we can start to show it. And there's uh, of course there's gonna be a roadshow or a couple of roadshow around this uh, during the summer probably with the 12K. Even earlier, maybe who knows? Okay. Uh, but but yeah, it's it's not going to be something for February, that's for sure, or 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 March or so.
1: And um, are you are you excited about it? Like um, I know you're excited about the crystal, like me. But what is the feeling? Should people be excited about the 12k even more? And should they not go for the crystal and rather for the 12k QLED? Or what are your thoughts? Is there anything that you could share about this? You know here's the thing the, the
2: crystal brought me ch- so much of uh i mean improvements over the past generation so i'm not as hungry after the 12k right now as i was like
1: okay like a half that's a good, year I ago think because that makes sense that's a good answer yeah because yeah. because right now
2: i do have the 35 even 42 ppd lenses i do have the clarity the qlad uh, panels the local dimming all of that is just there and and it's. I mean, of course, yeah, I have it on my desk here, right? Like a whole bunch of these heads is actually different versions. I mean, different iterations. But but the thing is getting shipped like anytime. And I think that I don't think anyone will be disappointed with the crystal. Although the 12K takes it to the next level with the field of
1: view. Okay. Yeah, so yeah it's right. Not gonna, right.
2: Yeah. When it comes to the, the image quality, it's not going to be any revolu- revolutionary difference between the crystal and the 12K. It's basically going to be the same PPD.
1: Well, if you can make the crystal um, clarity on that f- yeah. wide field of view, all right. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, yeah. that's
2: definitely going, yeah. That, that's I mean, yeah. that, that's exactly what it's going to be. But on the other hand, okay. since you already have the 120 slash 125 degrees on the horizontal side on the crystal uh, what you get with the 12K is basically like, what is it? Like 80 degrees more, like let's say 40 degrees extra on each side. And um, uh, of course, the lens profiles and the lenses are way more improved than, than they were with the 8KX and the previous headsets. But okay.
1: But
2: I, there was still be, I mean,
1: be distortions, uh, f-
2: right? No, you the, no. I, <laughs> because, uh, here's the thing. Distortions... The problem, the problem with the distortion is that the distortion, we haven't had distortions on the 8KX ever since like two years ago. What, what was left mm. of the 8KX was the blur, which happened okay. on the profile. Yeah, because of here.
1: the same lenses, agreed, yes. Mm.
2: Yeah, the lenses were just limiting the view. Uh, like after like hundred forty degrees, it started to blur out a little bit. That's what people still today uh, call distortion. Now, this is something okay. that we have improved with the twelve K or the, the the prototypes I've seen on the on the twelve K. So, uh, it's never going to be hundred percent perfect until the edge of the hundred uh, until the tw- two hundred degrees, because right, you, I mean, just looked just look to the edge of your view right now it's, it's not sharp over there right you can barely see that it's you can barely read anything on that side right. uh, so but it's way better than it was on the 8kx uh, and so that's what you get with the 12k and, and some more sensors i think is like lip uh, tracking and some other things but it's it's an it's a <laughs> crystal with a wider field of view okay so 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 it, yeah i mean it's not like, you know, the, uh, the the Crystal is the Audi and then the 12K is the Bentley, which many people may make it sound like. Uh, the, I would say they're both Bentleys, but but the, the Crystal just has, I mean, the 12K has
1: better rims. Well, <laughs> I'd rather go for the Audi, for the German car, by the way. So. True.
0: Yeah,
1: I'd rather both be Audis. <laughs> Indeed, yeah. indeed. No, I, I, yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree.
2: Now, so, so it, I would say expect a way higher, a, a wider field of view uh, okay. on the twelve K, yeah. which m- m- with much better distortion profile and much more. All I mean, right. bigger sweet spot than the eight K X, but it's more or less a crystal with the with that with the wide field of view. It's uh, that's why I'm not as super excited as I was like. A year ago, because back then okay. I didn't even know how, right. how how the crystal is going to look. Now I now I see it. Now I have it here. So,
1: right. So so, okay. but that's just me.
2: I mean, that's my honest opinion. I'm just yeah. saying, like yeah. As I know, I mean, and you know, and
1: I, I know that lots of people, PyMax fans, are still um, like excited about the wide field of view, and especially that's why they want to go for the 12K QLED. <laughs> for me, it was like okay it was too much. Please give me something that's a bit more than the index. And that's exactly what the crystal is. So I am more excited about the crystal, but I do get it that more people, that there's lots of people who are excited about the wide FOV. So yeah. Everyone, I completely get want.
3: like why you, you, know, you said that you're not hungry for more because like crystal already delivers so much that it just feels greedy to want better <laughs> than something that already feels like the best. I, I kind of, you know, felt I probably feel the same way because, like, I was just so excited to see that all, well, many of the promises have already been delivered on this headset, and those that haven't, you're actively working on them. So uh, I'm excited yeah. to see what's going to, what this headset's going to do with the VR community, you know, in the coming months. And then, step by step, you know, 12K will come, but crystal is something to be excited about so i, I kind of I, I totally get that feeling
1: yeah yeah i agree nice nice and sorry that, that, I'm, that I'm laughing here but uh-huh. i think your chair sounds like <laughs> a seagull or a I'm goose trying. it's so funny <laughs> it, it's, it's like, like an, an like ongoing discussion
0: going on in the chair and the chat <laughs> yeah. about <me>. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying not
2: to laugh. You, you mean my chair or what? Yes.
1: I don't know. Are you sure of a chair? I, I, I,
2: there's something You're loose changing. on this thing.
1: Oh, yeah.
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I cheaped, I cheaped no, no, out on this
1: no, thing. No, <laughs> it's so funny. And like the people in was chat, they are like, whoa, too. what is it? Is it a seagull or is it a goose in the back? On second
3: thought, it, it sounds like a goose. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's just me, guys. Sorry. Okay, I'm.
2: I'm gonna try not to move at all. Right no,
1: there. no, it's so funny. It's like, oh yeah, you're probably somewhere at the ocean now, and yeah. then there's the seagulls <laughs> in the background.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. so, have
3: very,
2: I, I was very... hoping nobody heard this. Actually, but yeah, no, no, everyone, everyone. Yeah, very
3: it. attentive audience. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't hear that. I wouldn't hear that. Someone was very perceptive. <laughs> Oh, shit. Sorry, guys. Yeah,
2: good that
1: no, 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 no. It's, it's fun. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. Yeah, good that we have a great time here. I'm trying not okay. to move. Okay. I'm trying not move. To... <laughs> no, no, no. can <laughs> move. It's absolutely okay. Ah, good, good. Very good. Yeah. You see, yeah. Germans can laugh after all. Yep.
3: So even at <laughs> the, how, well, even maybe. at 6 a.m. Oh yeah. It's, like six
1: it's, m. M. It's, oh, it's okay. It's no problem. I'm gonna go for a nice breakfast after this. Yeah, cool. So we've <laughs> talked about nearly everything. Should we still yeah. talk about um, the the, the, the Pimax, um, portal?
2: Well, I, I I said already quite a lot about the, yeah, right. doing some tests on it. You know, here's the thing. Personally, I'm talking as an enthusiast here. Like l- l- yeah, let's yeah, you're a, enthusiast. Let's let's pretend I'm not a PyMEX employee for a second. And yeah, you're you
1: know you're what? you're Martin, you're Steve over here now.
2: Yeah. when, 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 when I first heard about the, the portal like more than a year ago, one and a half year ago, I was like, okay, so what why? And <laughs> I, you know, as, as, yeah, 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 yeah,
1: yeah, It makes sense. Makes sense.
2: Yeah, here's, yeah. I mean, being an, a PC VR enthusiast, that's what we thought, too, you know, huh? Yeah, that, don't take me wrong. You know, here's the thing. I, I've had several different handheld uh, gaming, retro gaming oh, uh, handhelds. I love, so in the past. I love,
0: this. Yeah,
2: yeah. and I had the stuff, a Switch maybe. for a while, and I sold it because mm-hmm. it just, yeah, it wasn't wasn't fun anymore to. I couldn't find any more games to play so I just skipped that. And, and But anyway when I heard about the portal I just thought that like okay this is not Pimax. This is just like okay why are we doing this? Then they sent me the first um, uh, sample which was like just a couple of months ago and after you know after spending some time with it I started to realize the potential of it and now when I've been digging quite deep into it, just tested everything, you know, I've rooted some of the devices and overclocking and installed everything, playing Switch games on it and all those emulators and, you know, all the crap you can do on on this device. I really started to realize that this is actually the most powerful thing available right now on on the Android platform, first of all. There's nothing out there which has the same performance right now. As a handheld, as an Android handheld, I'm not talking about those, you know, those super expensive PCs.
1: Steam Deck, uh, right,
2: right. No, uh, yeah, even the, even the other ones, the next next player, uh, whatever okay. whatever they're called, they're like yeah. fifteen hundred dollars or something. They cost more than the crystal, you know. Uh, uh, here's the thing: there's so much you can, you can do on this device, and uh, I love the fact that it's a 4K screen, which allows us to do VR. Uh, of course, it's standalone VR. It's it's going to require some time for us to build the platform to build a library, but we are also going to support PC VR streaming, even through YGIG, which is basically a native uh, streaming image. So I do I I see crazy amount of potential in this thing, which I which I never okay. thought about before. Uh, now the QLAD uh, QLAD technology on the on the QLAD portal is just. The same thing basically as the crystal. Uh, I actually posted a short clip on that on my Twitter like yesterday, I think, which shows the difference. Uh, oh, that looked so cool.
1: I I love that tweet though. They, it's, they cool.
2: it's, it's crazy good. And it's it's not only for VR, but even for you know, like normal handheld gaming. It just makes those colors just pop and the blacks are perfect if you play like some kind of Resident Evil game or something mm-hmm. like Silent Hill, which is like super dark in some scenarios. It just really looks spectacular. And then on top of that, on top of the okay. VR part, yeah. on top of that, you also have the Pimax XL, which, which some people actually saw at, uh, at <laughs> the, the Swarmer, CES.
1: Which is like another crazy
2: idea. Which is basically like the like the Steam Deck, <laughs> the size of the Steam Deck with that big okay. screen. And, and I just got in love with that thing. I was like, oh, wow, okay. if, it, if I can attach my portal into this, and, and play, play all those games or stream games from my PC and all that, all the things I already do right now with the portals. It, I think it's, it, it's I love it. it. just it's just crazy. I never thought I would say this like today. I never thought like th- let's say three, four months ago I never thought I, w- I would love the uh, handheld device as much as I do. It has completely replaced all the other things I've been using in the past for emulations for a thing. And I must admit that the past two weeks after CES, I have spent more time with the portal than I have with the crystal. For some reason <laughs> it just brought Yeah, I know it's it's
1: crazy. Oh, well, I, mean, well, I can't believe it, man. It's crazy, man. I know.
2: I have I have like one, two, I have like three four four
1: crystals okay. over
2: here. Like
3: it's more, casual. I... it's more casual. You can you can you know play yeah. with it and,
2: and, and I have and... like one, two, three, I have like I don't know how many five. <laughs> My portals here? Because I do a lot of different tests and stuff. Do, we need
3: to do an intervention.
2: have <laughs> yeah. portal. Yeah, but but the portals are just giving me some, some kind of, I don't know, satisfaction when I'm just using them. It's I don't know. I, I love those retro games. I love being able to play Switch games on this thing. When, with that kind of quality, I've never played like a game like Mario Odyssey or Zelda Breath of the Wild in such a quality with the QLAD technology. It's just... Mm, I, crazy, I think it's mind-blowing in that small so sport, is it, like,
1: like the Switch games they can be played like without a hiccup
2: yes uh, not every game I would okay. say that Here's the thing. This is a sensitive topic. I'm not. Yeah, I know. I know. Talk about it. Okay. And there there are emulators for this, and there are two kinds right, of right. emulators. There's one which is called Sky is Skylink. Uh, I think I think it's called. It's still in development, in early development. That that uh, emulator doesn't support that many games yet, but it's it's a huge open source community. Uh, everyone loves that emulator, and it's great. Now there is a second emulator which is called Egg NS, which is a Chinese emulator which is not free and it requires internet. You are still connected all the time when you're playing. To be able to even launch the games, you have to be connected to the internet. People just hate it. Everyone just hate that emulator because you know, so there were some rumors that that emulator stole some coal from the PC Switch emulator, the Yuzu. Uh, so that's why people just refuse to use that emulator. <laughs> but I gotta say, that emulator actually plays like 80% of the Switch library on this thing and uh, I would say like at least 60 70% of it plays perfectly fine either in 30 or 60 frames per second depending on what the game really runs okay. at so so yeah you, you can actually okay.
1: play it and yeah it's and all the other I
0: mean,
1: but... like for me it's not about like um, stealing the games because I do own them on the switch yeah. probably then it's it's allowed probably i, I guess yeah yeah, and who knows? Yeah, anyways, so it's, yeah, it's I mean, interesting.
2: It, em, emulation is a very sensitive topic because know, some people think it's piracy. And that,
1: that, that's why I don't, I don't want to it it can it be piracy. Because, it can be if you don't own the stuff. Right? It can so, be, yeah.
2: But, but according to some people, emulation will always be piracy, which is just, uh, I, I don't think, I, I, I do not agree to that. Hmm. Uh, if you own a device, if you own the game, you should be allowed to back up your own games or even download the same game to just play it because you already have paid for it, right? But... That's not the case if you ask a lot of people. So that's why it's
1: okay. It's a topic yeah, we right. shouldn't
2: even discuss here. But yes, if you, if you just answer your question, yes, you can play the majority of Switch games. Okay, okay, perfectly fine. And especially if you overclock this thing, because as as I said before, you can bump up to performance like forty up to fifty percent extra just by overclocking it. Now here's the thing. Right now, it's still all in debug mode. We're testing these. That's why I have so many of these. I have even rooted some of these devices to be able to overclock it. Now the the right. the whole point is that people are not supposed to root their, their portals. It's just not necessary, and it's also dangerous. And I mean some to some degree, right? So um, that's why. What we're trying to achieve is to be able to simply overclock the device, like have different profiles for performance, or or like you know ridiculous performance settings, some kind of Diablo setting, like 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 the new uh, phones have, the Snapdragon Gen two phones have that. uh, So so the user can actually overclock with one simple press of a button, and they get the max performance out of the XR two processor and the Adrenal six fifty GPU.
1: Okay, cool. That's cool. Like for the, for the part where this is a handheld console, I have no objections. I think it's great. I'm just yeah. wondering, like for the VR mode, who do you think is that for? It's, it's not for us enthusiasts, right? It's more for, for who is it? I think it's,
2: uh, it's hard to say actually at, at this point because we still are, I mean, in the beginning of building the library of games. It depends. Right. If we can get the PC VR streaming, which are which we are partially testing right now as well, if that turns out to be flawless, then we can seriously compete okay. with the Oculus Quest 2 and right. other platforms. For the stream. Okay. Okay.
1: Yeah. Even uh, with, with better blacks.
2: Yeah, and especially since we can also provide YGig streaming, which is way better than anything you know, Quest Link can do or so. Um, but then then, then we have that library of games, which will always probably be a step behind Meta. I mean, we have to be honest with ourselves; we won't. Yeah, sure. uh, so, 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 I don't know. I, I don't think we are able to, you know, pull out every single Quest owner and just like, hey, this is Portal. Try this. This is better. It looks mm-hmm. better, which it does actually. In VR mode, it actually looks better than the Quest Two for sure, especially with the QLED panel. Um, but uh, I think there is a big market for this. I think there's a huge audience for, 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 for standalone VR, especially in this uh, kind of package where you can actually do more than just VR. So a lot of those retro gamers, a lot of those handheld gamers could potentially buy the, the portal for their handheld gaming. But then also they can okay, you know, pay a little bit more extra to get the VR headset. And then they can play their own. They, there's pancake games even in VR, which is which is adds another level, another dimension to right. their handheld experience.
1: Okay, so actually, yeah, it has potential. I'm looking forward to try out more, just like Tatiana probably right about the yeah, portal. And uh, yeah, let's yeah, let's check I, it out. I, I...
3: The only I, I tried it for just a little bit because of the lack of time at CES and the the major thing like the difference and improvement I've noticed compared to the roadshow was that the motion blur thing was completely gone. <laughs> it yeah. was pretty much unusable because of this in the VR mode when I was at the roadshow just because every time you move your head everything kind of these like yeah. double vision very blurry and um, uh, it was just not there anymore. So that was very promising. Okay,
1: cool. Yeah, looking forward to uh, to check it out. Uh, when are you going to send out the first devices?
2: Uh, good question.
1: Uh, let me let me
2: <laughs> let, let's wait with that after Chinese New Year again. Okay, uh, yeah. to, to confirm that. I mean, we gotta we gotta remember this was a this was a Kickstarter. Uh, it's going to be available on the website pretty soon as well. We're even going to. Uh, allow this thing to be sold for like 299 like the early bird price at least for a while on the website so but when the shipping is made I don't know and I think still we need okay. we have some stuff to be done especially the software part I mean the hardware is basically finished as it All is right. I mean there's nothing they, they really need to improve here I think but the software part definitely uh, needs some more work uh, the launcher uh, and also the VR. Support, of course, and yeah, some other aspects. So some of these features I just mentioned, with the overclocking, we want to be able to have. Like, we want to make it a gaming-oriented device. This is not like a. This is not only a VR device. It's it's an all-in-one VR device. I, I mean, all-in-one gaming device. So okay. you know those small things like an on-screen display with some frame rate counters, and you know, and the overclocking capabilities. Some you know some settings, profiles, and stuff like that. It's, it's all something yeah. that should be I think the, in there i think they will, there will there will be an
1: audience there will be an audience for this as well especially at Definitely. the price point
2: yeah i you know i actually spend a lot of time with uh russ from retro game corps which is one of the biggest handheld device uh, youtubers out there he has like 250,000 subscribers or something okay and i got he was very impressed with the device he, he's getting one device now uh, after this week and somewhere sometime and what he saw so far, he was super impressed about it. And uh, th- that also gives me some hope. Because if, if a guy like that actually sees the potential in it, I mean, he has basically every single handheld device. Uh, OK. And, uh, but still, Portal is, is something he definitely uh, opts for. And, and I mean, when it comes to Android, it's still the most powerful device right now. If you're not counting in the smartphones of course which cost like two right. three four five times more of course i mean like the,
1: and i did like uh, the it, hardware like the magnetic stuff is so is so well thought out through I, it's I really great like it's part. great yeah. it's
2: it's kind of yeah it's a little bit non-pimex you know when it's just like <laughs> it just, yeah,
1: it's just yes like, right, I mean, okay it worked the, great
2: it, no, no 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 i'm not saying that but it, the finish <laughs> of it and everything is just so, yeah it looks it just feels it, so it, high it,
1: quality it could you know? it the, could be a switch when I saw it, that was my first yeah. feeling, right? It could be, yeah, it could be a switch, yeah. just with a better magnetic thing um, idea. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah
1: Anyways, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, wow, what, what an amazing episode today! Wow. We talked like for nearly three hours. I, I didn't believe. expect that. <laughs> I, it was wow. fantastic. Thank you so much for yeah being here for so long. Yep. Yeah, yeah. All of us. That actually, was a lot think, to cover. Oh, lot I to thank cover. Great. Great
3: guest. What? Yeah, what? Exactly. what can,
2: so, Sebastian, can I just add one thing? There's there's yeah, been a course. lot of uh, thanks. There's been a lot of questions uh, throughout these three hours, and uh, we're gonna capture them all. I mean, we're gonna note them down, down all these questions, and next week, sometime next week, there's gonna be a Q and A, probably on video really also. Uh, which which PyMEX is gonna do? Yeah, probably I probably on PyMEX YouTube channel. Oh, uh, yeah, which were I, maybe me and Josh together or just me. I'm going to go through a lot of these questions and just answer perfect. them. So, so I just apologize. Perfect. I, I'm not able to answer a lot of these questions when it comes to the technology, local dimming, stuff right. like that. I've noticed some of these things, but we can all, always backtrack all these questions from from this live stream. And right. uh, then we gonna try to cover most of it, if not all of
1: it. Yeah. Perfect. Also, you already covered so many questions in this three-hour live stream and i think the community is really happy that you came on the show so again thank <laughs> again thanks so much for coming it was a fantastic show
2: thank you so yeah. much for having me I really enjoyed oh, it oh, man, It was,
1: was, was <laughs> fantastic the, the time was just flying away yeah so i hope also you out there enjoyed this um, stream you over 200 people still if yes give it a thumbs up right now and tell the algorithm. Yes, I want three hours live streams on MRTV <laughs> to, to do a deep dive into PyMEX Crystal and PSVR 2 in the future and so on and so forth. So give it a thumbs up and also leave a comment. Probably um, you ha- still have a question about the Crystal 12K a portal. Leave your question down in the comment section and uh, Martin is going to read that, right? And then you, yep. he can take it for his live stream and answer it there. So perfect Simply do something for the algorithm, do something for the questions for um, um, SweetVirus live stream, and do put it there. Yes, that's everything that we got for today's podcast. Really loved it. And if you enjoyed it too, Um, do give it a thumbs up and also give it a five star review on iTunes get out your iPad or iPhone find the podcast app and do give this a five star review this would be the very best way to say thanks for us for doing that that's everything that we got for this live stream and we see each other in the next week until then bye 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 guys